A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Favor here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine located at 845 State Road 207 or give them a call at 217-3778 or visit whalenbaymarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favors, sitting in with Captain Kirk Waltz, and Lagerman is like uh, in space somewhere. Morning, Jeff. Morning, boys. How are you? Morning, Jeff. Man, I'm good. I actually, uh, uh, kind of a crazy week in that uh, there was a lot going on, yep. and as we know, this time of year is tax time, uh-huh. and I've got an accountant in Waycross, and so Friday, he wanted to meet on Friday, so I uh, made the, the trek up, and then uh, the family came up late afternoon yesterday so we just decided to spend a little weekend up in georgia why not man well the weather's it, it, beautiful did, right now did you uh, did you have to put the truck in four-wheel drive to get to the hill this morning <laughs> no i actually i, I was I, i'm trying out a new spot and okay. so far it sounds it sounds pretty good it does i think so uh but yeah, i'm trying out a new spot because the spot that i typically go to is it's a turkey honey hole oh yeah, I saw the pictures of over there by the by the thing by the by the cabin. Looks like there's a bunch of one in strut and five or six <laughs> dancing around him. Well, I I decided yeah that was uh and that's uh yeah right here where there's a feeder. So right. I mean obviously you're yeah, gonna get pines. some around a feeder yeah and uh, but I I did not want to go up and disturb the turkey honey hole mm-hmm. because turkey season is around the corner not too far. It is. Unfortunately, yep. it's a little bit farther away than it used to be in Georgia. Two weeks, twelve days. I just, I'm, I mean, it's kind of crazy. I mean, the the state of Georgia moved the start of turkey season back into April. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed by that. I don't oh, know about you. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's. I am too, and I and I and I understand kind of what they wanted to accomplish because I think the entire goal and when they when they decided to change it, they put out a press release and said essentially that they would like to allow more times for the turkeys to to mate and breed undisturbed and totally agree yep. and they felt that taking away some of the the early season would allow that to go unobstructed okay and i agree with that statement that you want to allow the turkeys to kind of get started the one thing that i will say is that in the last 15 plus years 
that the turkeys have started to breed earlier than they were doing 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so I think that nature has somewhat accomplished that a little bit as far as uh, allowing them to, to breed undisturbed because I've seen turkeys separated. When I say separated, typically in the fall, you see turkeys in flocks. Mm -hmm. Right. And then once they get to the breeding season, you see them start to break up into, you know, you'll have gobblers and maybe a pair of gobblers, and then you'll have, you know, four or five to 10 hens sometimes with a gobbler. Well, when they're in flocks, you'll see 10, 15 gobblers all in a group, okay? Well, in February, over the last number of years, you've started to see these gobblers break up, mm -hmm. and then these hens start to kind of gather around these you know, individual gobblers, which means they're breeding. So I wish the state of Georgia had done something a little bit different, and that they kept the start of the season the same date, but the state of Georgia's season has gone to the middle of May for years. Right. I thought, and I think, that they should have completely shortened the season, but on the back end. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. Or at and least, taken, at, least go, May away. at least go a week and a week. Yeah. You know, a week in the beginning and a week in the end. Something. But, uh, you know, two, I two been, weeks. Yeah, see, I think the two weeks at the back end, I think, would have been better. But, you know, I, I get it. And there's a lot of biologists that know a lot more than me. That's right. And so I'm not going to sit here and argue it, but I mean, just from a personal standpoint, uh, I would have liked to have, have started a little bit, you know, the same time or even start earlier yep. and then have the back end removed. And uh, because it's something, I mean, May, that they still gobble in May. Yeah, but I mean, they, it's just, you're right. It's not the it's same, not though. Hunt, no, I mean, it isn't. Really they're not as fired up. No. Now, they'll yeah. gobble back at you and everything else, but they'll fly away, you know. Hey, I mean, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. It's hot. Yeah, it's hot. Boy, it, that's yeah. the other thing I worry yeah, about because it'll get start getting cooking and you're good for like two hours and then you're done. Yeah, but uh, with with that being said, today's opening day of turkey season in Florida. Mm -hmm. Yeah, buddy. Or, or, or our district, I should say. And, man, I know a bunch of people that are hunting this morning. Oh, my Boy, goodness. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, I've run around a little bit this week, and I've seen them. Yes. I mean, they're, yeah, they're definitely out strutting oh, and yeah. gobbling, buddy. Oh, yeah, they are. They, what, is the, uh, what is the weather there? Yeah, it's blowing like crazy at the yeah. beach right now. Yeah, it's, okay. it was it was blowing a little St. Augustine, um, but it it's uh, at least it. But I mean, bright. I mean, you can see the moon just yeah beautifully. Yeah, you know? it's clear, pretty clear sky. Had a lot of rain and heavy thunderstorms last night. Yeah, uh, the rip through. Um, but right yeah, that's now, uh, that when uh, when Kevin was asking if I was four wheel drive getting here yesterday. Yesterday I was, you know, I always kind of take a. a a peek at the weather forecast and so i was looking at the weather forecast and i was like okay there's a, a chance of rain on friday there's a chance of rain on saturday and so i'm driving up you know i didn't look at the radar or anything and i'm <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm driving up you know got my meeting in waycross and then uh start heading north after that and uh you know so it's uh i, I guess around two o'clock ish 1 ish and I, as i'm driving up i look to the west and i'm like daggum that that looks kind of dark, man, you know, <laughs> to the west. And so I said, I better just take a look at the radar. Maybe there's a little, maybe there's a little mm -hmm. pocket that might be coming. I pulled the radar up and it is it literally a wall of thunderstorms and there was some violent stuff yeah. that was on the on uh -huh. the southwestern end, which was kind of down there by Albany, Georgia, and Tallahassee and kind of uh, those parts. And I was like, Good Lord. Mm -hmm. And I said, I 
I hope I can get there before the rain. Sure enough, get there, you know, unload the truck. And and about that time, all of a sudden, that wind starts picking up. And man, I was it, like, oh, It, it was comes. windy in front of that thing, man. It was yeah, pushing some air. It, it just, the wind and the clouds made it to St. Augustine yesterday evening, which felt really good. But uh, yeah. we, we didn't we didn't hardly get any rain, which was which was weird. I mean, it was like we were right on the border of it. But uh, it was funny that you should say that because you know um, I had uh, doubles yesterday, and and I was about three hours into my second trip, and my good buddy Craig texts me because have you looked at the radar? Mm-hmm. And I you know Jeff, I mean it's bright sunshine, man. I'm like. No, and then I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, my God, from yeah. Tallahassee all the way up to your property, Jeff, all the way north of that. It was just awful looking. Terrible. Oh, it was terrible looking. Yeah. I'm actually going to text you guys a picture of the uh, the screenshot that I took. And when I took the screenshot, I was like, holy cow. Yeah. I mean, it was literally from Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah. And it was stretched all the way down into the Gulf of Mexico. And then the wicked storms were all around Dothan, Alabama, or started basically from Macon, and then went all the way back, I guess that would be almost to the uh, Florida state line where it goes into Alabama. Yeah. yeah. And it was wicked looking now. I was like, oh, my goodness. All right, uh, Jeff, speaking of weather, uh, how many times have you been the bearded pig this week? Oh my gosh! Uh, I have not been this really? week. Really? Okay. No. All right. All right. No, I have not been this week. But uh, who went this week? Oh, Scotty Brown. Scotty Brown did. That's right. We took pictures. Yeah, Scotty Brown yep. was there. You know, Scotty Brown knows what's up, and yep. here, you know, here, here, here ought to be a testimony because here's a guy that lives in North Carolina, and when he <laughs> comes back to Jacksonville. What's the two places that he hits? Yeah, Angie Subs and, and Angie and, Subs and the Beard and the Pig. Yeah. All right, so so here's your weather today. South southwest winds around 15 knots, three to four. Tonight, southwest uh, 10 to 15, becoming northwest around 15 knots after midnight, three to four. There you go. Yeah, north northwest 10 to 15, becoming northeast in the afternoon tomorrow. So I don't I don't see anybody like running offshore this weekend. It's it's going to be uh, quite sketchy. nasty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Monday east winds 10 to 15, three to five. Tuesday, southeast winds 15 to 20, 4 to 6. And Wednesday, south winds 15 to 20, 4 to 6. Eee, those are not good charter days. No, that's, no. That's not good weather for, for, for charter fish. It's going to drop the temperature down a little bit. Um, yeah. The tide's brought to you by our favorite sub shop, Angie Subs. Uh, you've got a high tide at 9.36 a.m. this morning, low tide at 3.29. That's at Jacksonville Beach, folks. Um, and with this big moon we've got, we've uh, had some pretty extreme tides, yeah, especially have. with this west wind you're going to get for the next, what, yep. two days? We've definitely had some negative tides. It's going to make some very negative tides, um, which could be some good fishing if you can get out of the wind and get protected. Yeah, that's that's that, that's been the key, Jeff, is to try to find a place this week to to get out of that south-southwest wind, which um, the last, last couple of days it's blown pretty hard. Yeah. And, and the other thing that, that just shocked me, is I, I had a an afternoon trip on Thursday mm-hmm. and launched a boat and it's it's you know it's noon and the water temperature was sixty three degrees yeah it dropped yeah it, Jeff it was seventy three degrees last week yep whoa yeah ten yeah. ten degrees bro and I went that's you know you just know it, 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 it we've done this a long time 
and it's um you know there's there's specific fish that you can still you know catch but it it just it it slows the bite down so much it did you know and I mean, it, and, it, and it did man i mean the, i didn't i didn't catch a redfish this week not one i had dr crosco nothing i had dr crosco out you sure it wasn't a worm hatch no, it wasn't no, the worm hatch. No worms. <laughs> wasn't the worm hatch. Can't blame it on the worm this time, brother. <laughs> That's good. It ain't no worms. I'm just kidding. But it, just I agree kidding. with Kevin. I mean, we had a, a kind of an uptick with that warm water, and they started to fire a little bit. Yeah. And then on Monday, I fished with Dr. Crosco, our friend, and yeah. they wanted to catch some sheephead, and we struggled to catch five sheephead. Wow. I mean, yeah. we had to work really hard to yeah. get on a bite of fish and a handful of trout. Yeah. So I, they don't like it. So this is, I think this is going to be an interesting phone call. Jeff and I, and I, I was going to have this discussion, but I'll, I'll, we're going to bring Rick up because he wants to talk about the Volano ramp upgrades. Okay. And, and I'm just kind of curious to see what his opinion is because I want to, I want to kind of give my opinion. Good morning, Rick. Well, happy Saturday morning, guys. Yes, you too, uh, buddy. Yeah, I'm on the way to go play in a golf tournament, and I rode by the ramp this morning and, and saw it yesterday, and they have put. You know, thankfully, they, I think they did some paving, and it looks, you know, got rid of some of the potholes. Right. But they put those parking blocks yep. on the ramp now that are angled. So if you're coming out of the ramp, and there's angled to the left going out, but I think they're angled the other way <laughs> going back. So it's, um, it is just, I, you know, summer comes along, Kobe season. Uh, it'll be a uh, the boat ramp Olympics will be in full it's, play regarding parking. Jeff, I'm not an engineer. Okay, never. I'm a charter captain. Sounds like a cluster uh, to uh, me. So, <laughs> so, 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 first off, <laughs> and I give them credit, okay, because they did some landscaping. They they paved it, right? But they didn't pave the whole thing, okay. okay. So where where it's not paved is where you park the trailers, all right? Okay. All right. So on the that, west side. On the west side. So they've gone from three hundred parking spots to one sixty. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. wait a minute. What, why, why would they what, do I mean, that? Why? No. My question is: Is that why? Why did the parking spots? Why? Why did they get lost? Okay. Because if when, you just what, paved okay, one when, area, when when they paved it. They widened the pavement. Okay, okay, so 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 let's just say it was eight feet. Now it's twenty feet wide. Okay, and and not only that, but they put a road path, whatever you want to call it, all the way on the west side. All right, plus the one that you always drove through in the middle. I see what you're saying. So, so, so they, they widened that and diminished parking spots because yes. of it. Yes, I got you exactly. Yeah. Uh, so okay, so they wide they widen the road leading to the in, ramp in in and around the ramp, taking away parking spots when they didn't need to widen the no, driveway. No, they, slash and, and, and they didn't need area. to pave that. Rick, if you agree with me, they didn't need to pave that one all the way on the west end. That's, no, not at all. That, that, not at all. That's parking spots. Okay, so the why don't people just start off. parking there now? They're, they're gonna, they they will, Jeff. Yeah, they they're, are. They're, yeah. they're, they're gonna have to. I mean, because you can't. There's, I mean, again, Rick sees that ramp as much as anybody on the weekends, and you go from three hundred to one sixty. Um, that's that's half. Yeah, it's half, yeah. And, it, and it's already a jungle. Oh my gosh! You know, sounds like oh somebody. Boy. I've seen them park up. over the Volano Bridge to the, on the east side of the Volano Bridge. 
when it's really full and walk back over and go to the ramp. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, wow. I've, yeah. I've launched my boat and taken it and taken it home, had my wife park the trailer in the yard, and then, you know, I'll go back and pick her up at Beach's ramp or something because there's no place to park. Well, and, 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 and Rick, they're going to have to rethink totally those bumpers. What it, you know. Oh, yeah, those parking blocks are horrible. They, yeah, the, you know, well, the, first the, off, nobody's going to comply with them. No, no. I mean, they just kind of randomly, like, it looks like they just kind of randomly yeah. put them out there, and you're like, wait a minute, you can't get a trailer in front of that or behind they're that. They're just going to run over them. Yeah, they're just going to run over them. The I big mean, trucks, with well, the, they're just going to back their trailers over the <laughs> top yeah. of them. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, the same guy that designed the traffic circle probably designed the boat <laughs> <laughs> the traffic circle where? Oh, the, the, the anywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, what do you call the that? Roundabout. The roundabout. 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 Yeah, Hey, wait a minute now. Round roundabout. I'm a big. I I actually love roundabouts. I don't because, know. Because uh, if you've ever been around a dysfunctional traffic light and you compare that to a roundabout, the problem is not the roundabout. The uh, problem is, is the morons that don't know how to drive around roundabouts. Well, there right. you go. Read the directions. You're right, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. that's that's great. Yeah. And, Rick, I, and, and, and that is so funny because I was going to have this conversation, but when I looked up on the board, I'm like, oh, I, I, I just want your opinion. And that's, I mean, yeah. you oh, yeah. you said it exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I happened to be out this morning. Like I said, I'm going to Marsh Creek to play a golf tournament, and and I seen it the other day, and and. Yesterday, the boat ramp was full. A lot of boats, a lot of big boats. Not surprising with the weather today. Packed. Probably 30 boats in there. Packed. Thursday uh, and Friday were packed. See, the that there is cause another problem because those bigger boat trailers are going to take up more room. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, what they ought to do, you go over to Cedar Key, there's somebody that takes five bucks for you to park, and they tell you where to park. That's right. They need to pay a $20 an hour county employee go out there and show people where to park. Yeah, and they, used to, oh, they used to do that. They, they, they used to do that at Mayport. Yeah, they did. I mean, and it was great. It, it was. They, they had they had a guy there, Jeff, that would that would tell you where to park. And not only that, but he had a tractor. So if any if anybody had any problems, you uh-huh. know, he could he could help them out. I mean, it was it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It, it really, I mean, you know, it, just on the weekend. <laughs> it was just on the weekends. Yeah. It was it was it was great. It was good. Huh. All you got to do yeah. is number the spots and tell them number 12, wherever. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe they can just get, like, valet, boat ramp valets, you know, to where they they, they have, like, well, you know what? That's that not a bad idea. A, that's not a stupid yeah. idea, yeah. really. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Instead of instead of screaming at your wife, have, have somebody that can <laughs> they, they, they can they can back the, the trailer down. And, and this does not include my wife because my wife can back a trailer like right. nobody's business. Right. But, yeah. but Kirk and I see some terrible things. Oh, yeah. at, at the ramp, you know, yeah. and, and I mean, just like yesterday, a, a guy who was backing a boat down got upset with a, a lady that was in a truck because she had jackknifed the trailer in front in front of his boat that mm-hmm. he was backing down. And I'm like, look, hope, well, don't, don't. Ain't her fault. It, it ain't her fault. She's just, just not trained to do it. Exactly. Uh, don't get upset. It's cool, you know. Uh, and, and she had to pull up. I mean, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying, Jeff? So the valet, yep. the valet parking it, it is kind of genius actually yeah, <laughs> yeah. i wouldn't say probably. genius but anyway yeah <laughs> thanks yeah. rick probably okay guys have a great day yeah, you i'm too. gonna make birdies today <laughs> oh yeah have, yeah have a great time absolutely all right logs let's take a break 641 1010 you're listening to the nimnik buick gmc outdoor show with captain kirk wallace i'm captain kevin favor jeff logman he's here too we'll be right back 
uh, we just had the uh, Hagen Coastal Outfitters ad right there. Wanted to share with everybody that uh, they've got a spring sale going on, big spring sale at all the Hagen Ace Hardware stores and also the Hagen Coastal Outfitters. And if you guys, you guys will remember, we had the owner of Ocean Kayaks on for the Christmas show special. Yeah, the guy who's yeah. sleeping in his truck. Yeah. The guy that looks like a total hippie, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he, well, he total. Was. Hippie surfer. Yeah. Okay, they have, there's a, uh, there's a model called the Malibu 9.5, which is regularly priced at $5.99. Mm -hmm. Right now at Hagen Coastal Outfitters, that one is $200 off. What? It's only $399. And That's also, mm -hmm. yeah, they have a, a, a sale. At, these are at all the four locations of Hagen Coastal Outfitters. And the one thing that definitely caught my eyes is because I'm a big fan of these two things, which is they have the Hagen Coastal Outfitter straw hats, which I wear when I cut grass and when I fish. Mm -hmm. And that's only, those hats are only 20 bucks. And then the Hagen Coastal Outfitter tech shirts, which Kirk, you got one last weekend, right? I am actually, okay. I am wearing you, it you, as you, we speak. Yes, he is. Okay. Isn't he that is a great shirt? I'm modeling it right that's now. <laughs> I don't know okay. about that. Well. You know, the most. That's a really, that's a really nice shirt. It is, and that's they're they're ten dollars off. Also, they're oh, they're also only nineteen ninety nine. So you can get the straw hat, the shirt for for basically forty bucks, and then if you wanted to get the kayak to go along with it, you can save two hundred bucks and get that ocean kayak for three ninety nine. Yeah, You're just spending everybody's money, aren't you? So have a spring fling with your wife and go down there and buy a couple kayaks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There you go. All right, baby. so so I um I have a question for you, Logs. Okay. So I'm I'm looking at the uh, opening shot of the outdoor show. Uh oh. Nimnik family <laughs> dealerships and there's beautiful gobbler down there with some hens and feeder and. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So opening morning, obviously you can't hunt feeders. No. For, for turkeys, but Heck you kind of no. know where they're roosting, getting their way, right? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Is, or, or is it? I mean, is it? Is it good with you to hunt that little flock right there, or is that you know, is that the family flock or? No, it's that kind of a limits? family flock. Okay. That's off limits. Okay. Anything. What we always said around the cabin, anything within three hundred yards of the cabin's off limits. Yeah, that's kind Turkeys of uh, that's an off limits zone, but but because uh, you like to look at them, absolutely, you know? yeah. yeah. You, know, you like to sit there and wake up in the morning, you know, before the season, after the season, and yeah. deer season, and have all these turkeys know that. You know, but there's always a but. And they're, they're, they're free. <laughs> there's Come on that, now, there's a there's but. There's always that third weekend. It's like the but. Know? But. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> you know, uh, I ain't killed and one yet. really ticking me off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, Serenity now. That flock is okay with just the hens. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, if it, I, I mean there's, there's been actually of desperation before <laughs> yeah there you go but is uh, that one that stupid yeah i have i have never and I, I i have never hunted right there in that block i've been pretty close okay yeah pretty close <laughs> right okay. right 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 tara's not here the kids aren't here there's nobody here uh, gerald's not around you know, you i'm know, by you, myself I, the funny thing is is that like jeff you've been to my property and the, the the front of my property my, my driveway's really long mm -hmm. going to the double wide and you could look down that that driveway well that all that's where i burn yeah mm -hmm. okay so that's always where the turkeys are sure you know what i mean so oh, yeah i mean if, if i put that rule of the 300 yards 
well, first off, I wouldn't have killed a buck this year. Yeah. You know, I mean, because that's like one of my best stands that I have. It's right. Like, it's right there. Yeah. You know, and then, and then, you know, uh, just like what you were talking about earlier, Jeff, when when I was up there at the end of February, uh, that 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 weekend, and and was up there for four or five days, um, saw gobblers by themselves in the middle of the day searching. Mm-hmm. You know, so so they were they were looking definitely love. R- broken up and 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 looking around. And, so they they are, they're 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 absolutely doing their thing, which is yeah, good. So, That's great. Yeah. So speak speaking of uh, of Vernon, if you uh, guys were on our Facebook page this week, uh, posted yep. a picture slash short video of a, a little control burning that I was doing, and uh, the two gentlemen in the picture slash little two second video. Uh, that's Timmy and TJ of the Georgia Forestry Commission that were helping me out with my burn, and uh, two two great guys, and, and also uh, the, the the Georgia Forestry Commission does such a great job they with do. landowners. And I just want to—I mean, can't say enough good things about about that organization and what they help, as far as how they help—not not just burning, but the land management. Uh, uh, from planting trees, I mean, questions, yep. technical. I mean, they, they do so much for landowners. And, and kudos to the state of Georgia for, and, and the state of Florida used to have a pretty big forestry commission as well. But obviously with the growth, a lot of that has been really minimized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about on uh, our Facebook page this week, Kirk, you went to a place called Robert's Ranch. Yeah. Tell, tell us about that. What yeah. Um, got the fortunate opportunity. Uh, got a call from a friend of mine, Clay uh, Phillips, and he called me, I guess, a, about a week ago and said, hey, you know, um, we've had an opening and um, I'd like to invite you out to a pheasant hunt, a pheasant tower shoot mm-hmm. at Robert's Ranch. And so I got the chance to go out there with them. On Where, where is it at? It's on the, I guess the best way to describe it, I would say the southwest corner of Platka. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So probably from the- And, and that day, it, it happened to be perfect because it was cold. It was beautiful. Yeah. We had a front go through uh, the night before on, on Saturday after the show, mm-hmm. and it dropped the temperature probably 20 degrees. So when we got out there, it was probably 40. Yeah, nice. 45. Yeah. So we were all kind of bundled up a little bit at first, and we had a little fire pit going on. But it's it's a really cool place. They they host I, I don't know how many hunts during the year, but um, they I guess it's kind of like when we, when we used to go out to Edwin Rock's place, sure, Skeeter Ranch. Mm-hmm. They take the big bales of hay and they put it in a big open field, and then they have a huge tower in the center of the field, uh-huh. and then they have all the birds in the tower. And, and and the and it was kind of cool for us because the wind was blowing about fifteen to twenty, so yeah. it gives them the opportunity to. Oh, that makes it good. Oh, oh yeah, they, they can kind of do whatever they want to do, you know. Yeah. yeah. the The only problem is, is that uh, sometimes with a strong wind like that, the birds end up downwind. So whoever got the the lucky downwind spot had mm-hmm. a lot of action. It was funny because they have a lot of high trees around the field, so it was kind of t- causing the the wind to swirl a little bit. Jeff and uh, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times when you were, even when I, when I started on the corner of the down downwind side, and it was kind of amazing. We were standing there watching the birds come out, and they would turn and go right into the wind and duck it and get down below the tree line and just go boom. And for the first, I'd say the first 20 or 30 minutes, I would estimate 
maybe 15 birds didn't get shot, which is kind of, we're all going, that is amazing, you know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that episode of Dances with Wolves at the beginning when he's all riding that horse and all the Confederates are shooting at him and he's going back and forth trying to commit Harry Carey. Right. And they're missing. And then he turns around and he goes back through again. And you're going, how did that bird just do that? You know? But it was a lot of fun. Was that, that picture, was that like the shells that you shot? No, they had two <laughs> pot. Yeah, right. <laughs> I knew you guys would love that. That was uh, that was a subsequent post. That was uh, I think a couple days after was, yeah. the picture of Kirk in front of the Roberts Ranch sign. But yeah, Kirk, I would I had to ask. You're you're set. You're you're basically taking a knee in front of what looks like a pile of a million spent shotgun shells. It's incredible. I mean, I I you know Roger Walker was there. It was Clay, his son, and and and. and host of other people and roger and i and clay were going to go put the shotguns on one of the bales out there so we're riding in, in roger's cart and i look over at them and i said oh my god and roger goes that'd be a great picture and i said stop the cart I oh said, absolutely the cart. Yeah. so i went over and took a knee and those guys took pictures and i was like this is unbelievable i'm telling you right now that they they need to somehow have like a roberts ranch sign in the background Mm-hmm. And then they, then the customers can go literally sit right in the middle of these shells, like and like bury in a little bit. That would make for awesome pictures. I mean, I was amazed. I walked over to that pile and was like, "That is freaking incredible." There were two piles of those, by the way. Right? Not one, two. Wow. No way. Yes, sir. Way. But by, by the way, every year, and I know we got to take a break here, but here, this one of the greatest. Christmas tree decorations that there is. Oh, yeah, is shot you take, shells. You take spent shotgun shells, mm-hmm. and then all you have to do is take like a utility knife and split them. And then you slide the shotgun shell over the white Christmas tree light, and it will light up your Christmas tree with shotgun shells. That's, it's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's pretty clever. Yeah, that's, I, don't know my, my, I don't know if my wife would get yeah, off on all that. Come on now. Kate she going, are we going full that? redneck on this too, you know? <laughs> oh, come on Are you going to put a pheasant mount on top of the tree? But, right. yeah. but it was a great it was a great hunt. That's, that, that's if cool. You, if you ever want to do that, yep. I mean, they put on the dog. They put on a buffet for lunch. Oh, yeah. They had barbecue ribs, pulled pork. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. all the fixings. And then they do a little reception after the shoot. They clean mm-hmm. all the birds and bring out more food. I mean, it was pretty incredible. It was probably one of the sweet- nicest shoots I've ever been on. Good sweet tea? Good sweet tea. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of good food. It was it was great. It was a great time. We had a, we had a blast. All, all right. right. Well, let, let's let's take a break. Yeah, and, and then we uh, got Gary just, when we come back. So just all right. Listen. And I uh, just wanted to send out a big kudos to Thick Pen Heating and Cooling. They have been so good to us for so many years. And I had a technical question with Mike Hayes last night. And, uh, folks, I'm just telling you, uh, thick pen heating and cooling, anybody that's ever dealt with thick pen will always call them back because that's the way that they've always done business at thick pen. Thick pen HVAC, okay, 904-448-1962 for thick pen heating and cooling. Oh, it's springtime, and you know what everybody does in the springtime. It's spring cleaning, 
and organizing the garage, all those kind of things, okay? So I got a suggestion. Shark coatings in the garage will set your garage apart from all the, the folks in the neighborhood. And if you haven't seen shark coatings before, it's uh, essentially kind of similar to a two-part epoxy, but it's like a hundred times stronger and it looks a hundred times better. They come in in one day, once your garage is empty, and they literally have this implied in one day. The next day, you're back in business. Shark coating, check out shark coatings. Go to the homepage of outdoorshow.com or you can search it, you can Google it, you can check it out on social media and you can see all the wonderful jobs that they've done before because it is truly, uh, I don't wanna say bulletproof, but it is incredibly strong and it's, it doesn't come up like the uh, the two-part epoxy stuff, you know. Gotcha. All right, let's go talk to Gary this morning and see what he has to say here on the Nimnik GMC Outdoor Show. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, gentlemen. I hope you all are well this morning. Yes, sir. Doing well. Thank you. Good. I have a sort of a two-pronged question. My first is, uh, do you guys have any suggestions that might enhance the uh, experience or the enjoyment of a either a novice fisherman or, or hunter to uh you know get the most out of uh out of that and the other one is captains have you ever had anybody that uh became a bit unruly and bobbed a little too much that you had to you know take the bull by the horns and uh straighten the situation out <laughs> oh boy oh boy um um so to answer the first question um, I mean, if, if somebody's chartering you, Kirk, and, and you can in, enhance the experience by helping them, telling them what? I always, you know, a lot of folks want to get into fishing that have never done it before. And, and first of all, and we've talked about it many times, I would encourage them to join like the Jacksonville Offshore Fishing Club. Yeah, but uh, that's, not, then, my, that's, 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 that's then, not my question. My the question. other thing is to, they have this impression this thought in their heads that when they get with me that it's going to be really simple and real easy. And if you've never done it before, mm-hmm. it's always a good idea to practice at home. First of all, if you've, you know, if you've never used a spinning rod and you don't know how to accurately cast, right. go buy a, a rod and reel, go to strike zone, have them help you pick one out. It doesn't have to be overly expensive. You can buy one of the combo packages and get some sinkers or some rubber weights or whatever you want to do and go out in your yard and practice casting a little bit. Did you do that as a kid, Jeff? What practice? Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, yeah. I, because I can I remember did. tying the, the 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 half ounce lead weight on. Yep. And just sitting in the backyard and casting and casting and casting. I mean, uh, I, I, I see. I left the hooks on and I and I set the hook on grass. <laughs> on grass. Oh yeah, dude. I, and, I, and, I remember and, a lot and, of the rods that you bought, like the Shakespeare combos that you used to buy when I was a kid, came in a package and they actually had a rubber practice weight. A little yeah, pyramid right. rubber weight yeah. that came with it, and I would go out in the yard and practice with that. Yeah, yeah that's that, that's a great suggestion, and uh, I'm gonna I'm, go a little the other way. Um, the one thing that folks have got to get out of their head, Jeff, is that don't watch TV shows and expect that mm-hmm. to be a, a, a chart. Normal, yeah. You know, I mean, look, we're 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 very good at what we do. For the majority of the time, we find fish. It may take us a little while to find fish, but there's just going to be those days that it doesn't happen. Yeah, you're dealing with wild animals. Exactly. But the other thing you always, you know, that I always want people to to understand is 
enjoy the whole experience. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and Jeff, we talk about this in hunting a lot. You know, I mean, squirrels entertain me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? they, they do. I mean, I love going to the woods, and, and there's so many things, you know, in that, that four or five-hour period when we take people to, 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 to take in, you know, and enjoy the weather, the, the experience of, of the whole day. Mm-hmm. Can, you, you brought up what I was going to bring up because, okay. uh, just to give you an example, yep. uh, we have more stories that we share with people on the air about things that happened while we were hunting yes. or while we were fishing that had absolutely nothing to do with harvesting an animal or catching a fish. And that's what makes the whole experience kind of unique. That's mm-hmm. what makes the outdoors so special to us. That's right. And uh, from you know seeing a hawk grab a squirrel and tumble down through the trees to Kirk when we went offshore and we were out at Elton Bottom. We saw a great white shark. How about that? Yeah. 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 But one of one of the coolest things too was when we had that mola mola right beside the boat. You know, yeah. this big giant yeah. sunfish, and it's crystal clear water, and the water's flat, calm, and we're seeing this fish up close and personal. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. And I, had... and I think a lot of times we forget yep. about. And, and I think TV shows sometimes get so caught up in this that it's it's not necessarily, again, about the harvest or the catch as it is, and I don't want to be like going totally zen on people, but it's the journey. <laughs> it's, it's the experience. Yeah, yeah it's, a full, it's a full. Everything that goes along with it. Yeah, and, and for the other question, have we ever run into a situation in all the years we've been running charters? Um, I, I, I've had just... A, a couple that I can remember. Um, when I was running the Intrepid, uh, this is 94, 95. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 32-foot Intrepid, Jeff, uh, 250 Mercury's. It was it was the, the boat of the fleet. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And anyway, I had these six guys charter me. And they – I'll never forget, it was, it was $600. It was a full-day trip. And, and, and literally, they paid me in cash before we went out, and a lot of it was ones. They had saved up this money to, to go fishing. Yeah. It was blowing southwest at 25 miles an hour. It was in April, Jeff. And so I ran the beach. I ran down to Matanzas, and I put some spoons out and stuff like that. We got to catch those big blues and Spanish. I mean, they were, and, and, and they wanted nothing to do with it. What? Nothing. They they were like, we want to catch grouper. We want to catch a marlin. You know, they, they, they again, they had this. And I'm like, look, guys, it's blowing 25 out of the southwest. This is they what, obviously have never eaten a Spanish mackerel. Well, before. yeah, you know, and, and, and my brother-in-law, Jimmy, was my first mate. And so he and I are back there catching fish. And these six guys sat in front of that boat and never touched a rod. I stayed out for six hours too, and, and uh, you know, came back, and they never said a word. They got off the boat, no. But the, I guess the other one, and I've told this story before, is when the guy crushed a beer can on my deck, and then <laughs> and then and then ground it in. Uh, that, that, that's that's the one time I came unglued, and I don't I don't get mad very often. But I, I was, remember that one. I was oh, I was po'd. Yeah, and there, oh, there wasn't a lot of conversation for the next 30, 40 minutes after that because I I did go off a little bit. I shouldn't have, but. Anyway, well, I mean, in, in kind of to tag on what Kevin said, you know, we, we as captains, we try to 
be as patient as we can with people because you want people to come back. That's right. You want them to have a good time, like you're talking about, Jeff. You want them to have the whole experience. You know, so, you know, going up into creeks and see the roseate spoonbill yeah, or that's whatever. Right. And I always pepper this with people when they get in the boat. And I've gotten to the point after doing it for 26 years when they get in the boat, I ask them what they have in their bags. You know, are you carrying a gun? Um, do you have a concealed ca- you know, carry license? If you got one, I just want to know it's there. What's in the cooler? You know, and I've had do guys get in the bananas? boat. You know, yeah, if you got any bananas. And I've had guys get in the boat and they've got a fifth of Chevis and a fifth of, <laughs> of tequila. And I'm going, wait a minute. Are we just going to go on a drunk cruise or are we going fishing? You know what right. I mean, are we going seriously fishing, having fun? Or you guys just want to get knee walking? And so you've got to control minute, the environment wait, wait a in a boat, get, you know? Get, wait a minute. This is a new term. Chris, help me out. Get knee walking? Yeah, mm-hmm. knee walking where you're yeah. just kind of wobbling. Oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I've never, never heard of that either. I've, I've yeah. heard of hardly. I mean, where you just fall down knee, on your knee knees and you're just kind of yeah, yeah, you're just crawling around on the floor. <laughs> yeah. And oh dear, the, the new the, Kirkism. The the, the the thing is, you've tried to control that, and I I can remember one occasion when I, I took some guys out, and they started drinking at seven forty five in the morning, and they started really drinking a lot of beer. And the one guy, I could tell he was a little tipsy when he got in the boat. So I think he had leftovers from the night before. And I kept telling him, be careful. You know, be careful. You're going to fall in, get hurt. And he kept wanting to get up on one of the platforms. And we were in the creeks. Uh-huh. It's flat as a, a yep. lake in there. And he's walking around in the boat like we're in four-foot seas. <laughs> and I'm going, dude, that's like a, you know, it's like you're trying to talk to a small child. You're going, look, you need to get down off the platform before you fall. And he did one of these little pirouette spin moves like oh. some ballerina thing to cast the rod. And he fell over, and I still had the downriggers on the boat because it was early <laughs> fall. Yep, yep. Yep. Hit the downrigger, grabbed it, dropped my $400 Shimano rod and reel in the water, and I'm like, that's it. Yep, that's, that's we're, done. We're done. <laughs> you know, I looked over, and my, down, my $300 downrigger's in a pretzel. Yep. And I said, look, it's, uh, guys, you know, we have to call it. Yeah, you know? I know. And uh, I know I'd take a break, but Jeff, the, the the other one, this was years ago, but I had like this 70-year-old guy get on my boat at 6.30 in the morning drinking an old Milwaukee. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. And he looks at me and he goes, I used to be an alcoholic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next step below that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, right, Chris. God bless yeah. you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, First of all, old Milwaukee, yes. and then at that early yes. in the morning, and, and a tall one now. Not, you might have a, a problem. Yeah. That's dedication. That was That's dedication that is. right there. That was that was that was good stuff. Six four one ten ten. Give us a call. Right on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show on ten ten XL ninety two point five FM. We'll be right back. Hey, uh, if you're looking for a piece of equipment, Coastal Equipment got two locations, uh, one on New Kings Road in Jacksonville, the other one's out there in McClenny, just off of I-10. And that's your home of Kubota. They've got all the Gravely's zero-turn mowers, hot seat pressure washers, steel power equipment, and they have all the land pride attachments to go to the back and the front of your tractor. So go by Coastal Equipment to make sure that your job is taken care of. And welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Hey, uh, happy birthday, Captain Kirk. Thank yeah. you, Jeff, Kevin, Chris. Yes. Appreciate that. Um, was it, uh, what What day of the week was it this week? It was on Thursday was was my birthday. 
Yeah. Happy birthday. How old are you? I am 67 years old. And, good number. And doing and, good. And, and doing good. Doing good, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I had an opportunity to fish with my son this week. and That's cool. Had some good trips. The, the drum bite this week was phenomenal. It was um, good. It was kind of funny. I was talking to Kevin. It's kind of been up and down because the weather has definitely played a role in, in diminishing the, the catch of fish. You know, the, I, th- I don't think they know what time of the year it is right now. The water temperature goes up to 70 and then drops down to 61. I, I, I know. And it freaks them out. So the sheephead bite's been good for a couple of days and then back down where you struggle. Um, but had an opportunity this week and found some redfish up the river fishing with Dr. Osherman and his son, Matt. And we got on a good bite of reds and That's sat there cool. and just blistered them for an hour and a half on float rigs, which was a lot of fun. So leading Even up to better. the day of my birthday was nice. And then Kyle and his his uh, girlfriend took us out to dinner the other night. Where'd you go? Went to Firebirds. Firebirds. That Over sounds in the, fun. In the town center. Yeah. It's actually really good. Okay. Um, had prime rib for the first time in a while. I hadn't had good prime rib. Nice. They're paying. What the hell? Hey, That's right. Do they have good horseradish sauce to go on the prime Oh, son, you, I got to make mine. I don't know about you, Jeff, but they bring I'll it out and put mine. it on the table. I taste it. If it ain't right, I'll go, look, I need a dollop of sour cream. I need a dollop of horseradish. And I hey, make, so real exactly. quick. I make my own. Real quick, I, I, have, I have to lodge a complaint. Again? Against, uh, against the uh, official members of, of the outdoor show. Uh-oh. And, Uh-oh. And, be their, about food. and their social media maven as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the, the, yes. so all of us. I have a complaint. Shot, yeah. shot a yeah. terror too. I have a complaint, yeah. Okay. Because, uh, because this week was not the only birthday of this crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's your correct. birthday. It was my birthday on Monday. And uh, and and by the way, no, you know, nobody asked how my birthday was this morning, but that's okay. But, but, uh, but the 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 complaint we've... is Kirk got a dedicated Facebook post on his birthday. Oh, mm-hmm, I didn't get mm-hmm. jack squat. Well, we'll have to fix that. So when we get I want to know. You know what? what that's that's, a, what that's gives? a legit. That's a legit complaint. You what know, because you're gives? part of the outdoor show. Yeah. I, I, I recognize but that I am just a small did, cog did, did, in the machine. Did, did anybody this week wish you a happy birthday? Not like four people. We did. We did. Like, yeah. There you go. Well, there's there's three of the four. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And then my wife. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so and so I, I mean, we, we do care about you. Yeah. Right? At least you got that. Uh-huh. I want. I, I want. Did you get a birthday cake? I just want to be loved. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, well. All right. Can we go to the phone lines now? Fine. That's Fine. Crying's all. Oh, uh, let's 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 go talk to Mike. All right. Here's Mike. <laughs> Uh, Mike, it says something about you were watching turkeys. What does that mean? Uh, yeah, uh, it's nuts. Uh, just got off work this morning. Um, I don't know if you've ever played Cecil Golf Course. Uh, I know you. I know you golf. It's C- off two twenty-eight. Cecil Field. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So you know it's wooded. There's deer. There's turkey. Uh, yesterday morning, I get off work. I see a pile of hens. Um, heading home on 228 there, and uh, this morning I come by and the crazy thing is there's got there's guys golfing, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I look, I see them, I pass them, probably a hundred yards. There's three or four hens, and there he is, and he is bowed up, fan huge, and I went wow. This is nuts here. So I turn around, park in the median, and the hens that are there 
one of them flies over like she wasn't ready. Another one flies off, and then there's one standing there, and I was almost embarrassed because I said, wow, I'm fixing to watch something that maybe I shouldn't watch happen because <laughs> here he comes strutting on in, and finally she took off, and he looked, he took one look, and he took off Bolton right across the uh, tee box there, and here come another group of golfers. So I think the golfers messed him up, and I was fixing to watch something uh, that only adults That's all right. He'll settle down, and she will, and yeah, damn golfers. Yeah, yep. but it, was, it was kind of cool to watch just getting off work after working all night and to look over and see one completely spread out um, and four, three or four hens with him, and I guess the other ones flew off because they knew something was going on. But, uh, yeah, I haven't heard you guys talk about any turkey hunts or anything yet. Yeah, we're, uh, it's, so. it's, we're, we're waiting patiently. Yes, yes, we are because um, yeah. uh, I'm, 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 well, I'm waiting on my phone to start blowing up. Yeah. Well, I, they're doing their thing, apparently, yeah. at Cecil Golf Course. Uh <laughs> So, <laughs> they're trying to anyway. Right? They're, they're trying to. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to. It's their birthday keep party. The golfers away from them. Yeah. But if you're gonna, yeah, if, you, if you're gonna go out there with play around the golf, I don't know. You might want to pack something extra. To yeah. Throw rocks at throw rocks at him because he's ready. He's trying to do his thing. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, it was it was cool to see this morning after working a long <laughs> night of work. That was cool it, to see. It's way cool. Thanks for sharing it. All right, man. All right, buddy. All right, real quick before we take a break, let's go talk to Ed because he wants to talk about surf fishing today. Good morning, Ed. Good morning. Happy birthday, Kirk. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. You might not remember who this is, but I was the one with the triple tail under the potato chip I, pack. I remember that. I'll never forget that. That was one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever done. It's crazy that was fish. Wild. Okay, now, now, Ed, Ed. Ed, just yeah. just a little. Chris is kind of crying this morning because he hasn't gotten enough birthday luck. I'm will not, you, will not. you please no, wish him no. a happy birthday? We're too? not going to solicit. I hadn't I hadn't finished yet. <laughs> Kurt started talking. I was going to wish Chris a happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. You're welcome. <laughs> it means a lot. <laughs> oh man, we're getting ready to head down uh, towards St. Augustine. Yes, and I was just wondering. It looks like the high tide that around 10 yeah um so we're gonna catch the outgoing tide i just wonder what the water was like down there um it's been beautiful it, oh, it, good. yeah it's it, it really has it was it was interesting on thursday it was a it was a little ucky on the 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 outgoing tide but you know i, I did doubles yesterday and so i was able to see the water on that high tide and it was it was absolutely beautiful um fished you know, kind of close to shore yesterday, fish trying to find some some of those big black drum, and and the water clarity was fine. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I, I think you'll be good. The yeah, especially on the incoming tide, you should do fairly well. And yeah. if you don't, just keep moving south. Yeah, that's that, that's that would be my well, advice. Well, also, Ed, is that that water temperatures on the beach still like sixty five degrees, so right. most of your bites are going to be whiting bites. And there have been that's some fine, big ones in there. There's been some big whiting, though. Some big healthy ones. Yeah. But the high tide's supposed to be around ten, so we're going to catch the outgoing tide. Is that going to mess things up? Yeah, I mean, it's like Kirk you says, you, you can't can catch go. it from the couch. You can't you gotta, catch it from the couch. Yeah. You got to go, man. Yeah, just go when okay. you can go. You yep. take you going with your dad or? No, uh, you remember Dad? I do. He was he he passed away a couple of years ago. He was one hundred and one. I'm sorry. Wow. That's all right. That's yeah. all right. He had a good life. 
101, man. That's a that's I'll strong. take it. That's yeah, strong. I'll no take 101. Kidding. Yeah, you, you and me both. Appreciate it, guys. Right, Y'all and, have a yeah, great ha, day. Ha, man, ha, great ha, hearing ha, from you. Great time. Yes. Yep. Thanks, guys. So uh, let's let's take a break, Jeff, and then we, we've got an LV Hires gear tip coming up. And, and, uh, and real quick, you found a triple tail under a potato chip bag? It was incredible. It, we were fishing, me and his dad, and we were running down the river up to St. John's. Oh, and it's, uh, no kidding. And I'm going like 30 miles an hour, and I look over, and there's a, a laced potato chip bag laying there. And I see it, and out of the corner of my eye, I see like a shadow. And it takes my mind a second to assimilate it. And I looked at Ed, and I go, that was a darn triple tail. And he's like, you're kidding. I said, no. So I hung a Yui. Uh-huh. I came back around. I got a rod. I had a float rig. I shortened it to about yep. three inches. And I said, look. I said, we're going to have to pitch this past the bag. And I said, just drag it back towards the bag real close. And Ed does a perfect cast, drops it on the other side of the bag. He drags the float up to right at the edge of the bag, and the sucker eats it. That's I mean, just awesome. like, boom. And he caught it. It was a short so still, it was we, cool. We couldn't get, but it was cool. Yeah. It was just one of those things like, wow, look at that. That is so neat. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back with a Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the Southeast. They can help your business and your bottom line. Just go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. This week's tip comes from Captain Kirk. And uh, Captain Kirk, uh, sometimes when you break out the old artificial lures, you can catch some really big fish compared <laughs> to live bait, I think. You know, it, it helps, though, Jeff, if your hooks are not rusted. How many how many lures you do you how many lures mm-hmm. do you have in your tackle box that some of them don't have a little bit None. of rust? Well None. mine get used and yeah. yeah, they have a little rust on them sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. And and the cool thing about, about this tip, Jeff, is this is a really good time of year to throw artificials, especially the you know, the, the hard baits like like Kirk's showing because the big trout are it, it's it, that's getting ready to happen. It's got to warm up a little bit, you know. It it, it the, the temperature was right last week, but you got to. It, it's at sixty nine to seventy two for the big trout. But right now there are a lot of bluefish around. There's a lot of jacks around, mm-hmm. and if you just want to, you know, to throw with and, and catch something, or you're, if you're taking the kids and you don't want to buy bait, this is this is a great tip, Kurt. It is. I mean, you know. Here's here's one from from this week, uh huh, that we caught. I mean, probably pushing beautiful. seven pounds. Yeah, beautiful fish. And that's what you'll find. You'll find a lot of these big what we call gator trout. Mm-hmm. Then we had another one out. I fished uh, around uh, the rocks and had another one earlier in the week. It was probably pushing six pounds. Wow, that's awesome. So, and that was the day I had the guy out from uh, Canada, and he wanted to let everything go. So, spent a little time out there and. Usually it's early morning. It when, is when they haven't been disturbed. That's at least, at least that's my opinion. Yeah, I agree. When they haven't been bothered, I agree. And and the other thing, Jeff, is I know you you're early morning, but but if you can coincide a higher incoming tide, Kirk, you may agree or disagree. But I I, I like that clean water, that clean clear end. water on a high outgoing tide. Yep. The time you yep. want to fish exactly. for them. Yep. If you could coincide that with with a morning time, 
you're you're golden and that's your now i would say a high incoming or a high outgoing that's what i said yeah Yeah. high incoming or high outgoing just clean water so what Mm -hmm. you're what you're trying to find Mm -hmm. i can tell you that it's amazing how in like in the saint john's river for all the years that i've fished in it when you throw top water the average weight of your fish goes up by about three pounds sure Sometimes yep. two pounds. Yep. I mean, it's ridiculous how much, how many, how much bigger the fish and the bite is with top water, especially with like trout. I, I, exactly. And you can you can throw a top water bait, and then have a bite. And what I always do, just a little a tip here, is that when you throw top water, a lot of times you'll have a fish that'll miss it, and then you throw back in there, and and then obviously you try it again. And if they don't bite it a second or third time or whatever. Follow it up with a swim bait of some kind. Mm-hmm. And when you do, a lot of times uh, they'll hammer it. Sure. And so the combination of, you know, a topwater bait, you know, a short strike or have a strike or something and they don't get it, or then you throw back and they won't touch it, follow that up with some kind of a, you know, whether it be a, a curly tail or any kind of uh, kind of darting subsurface bait and you might end up catching that fish. Absolutely, that's your LB Hires gear tip of the week. All right, let's... all right. So I got, I got it real quick before yep. we go to the phone lines. Yep. I wanted to talk about this because it's pretty, it's pretty cool, and it's the state of Florida came out with this program, and it's called Tag Your It. And uh, what they've done is they're well, what they're doing. The FWC in the state of Florida is celebrating ten seasons of the FWC, FWC's Trophy Catch Program. Uh-huh. And they are doing that with a bunch of prizes. And the prizes are worth $70,000. Okay. Okay. You you have our attention. Exactly. $70,000 in prizes, okay? And these are for some special largemouth bass. And what they did is they've tagged 10 bass across the state. And they have tagged them with pink tags. And these pink tags... And the fish are located in 10 freshwater locations across the state. Mm -hmm. And in order to be eligible, you have to register. And so what you do is you go to trophycatch.com and register, okay? Trophycatch.com to register. And once you register, then you go fishing. And then if you catch... One of these pink tagged bass, you document the bass with a photo or a video of the entire bass on a scale with the weights, uh, so the weight kind of legible. And then you submit the bass and the, and the video, et cetera, to trophy catch according to trophy catch rules. And then you keep the pink tag. Don't just let the fish go and take a picture of it and then let it go. You got to have the tag. Okay. And then uh, it's cool that... Uh, they did this. So, I mean, $70,000 worth of prizes for those that register and those that catch one of these 10 fish. Now, the locations of the tagged fish, mm-hmm. there's some places that are known, like Lake George, Noonan's Lake, Lake Talquin, and Lake Walking Water have all been revealed to contain a tagged bass. The rest of the locations are a mystery. And you can go to Trophy Catch Facebook or visit trophycatch.com for some hints 
and uh, some reveals each week to find out where you may catch one of these pink tag bass. I think that's pretty cool. It, it, it is, and, I, and I'm glad that they revealed some areas because, right. I mean, you start in Pensacola, <laughs> you know, so that's, that, that's cool. And some of these bass, I will tell you, the one picture that they put up on the release, this one has got to be pushing double digits. I mean, she is a hoss. I mean, big old bass now. Uh, Wow. I mean, that one, I I would guess it's, uh, and we'll put a link up on our Facebook page so that people can check it out uh, here in the next day or two. And uh, But, yeah, pretty cool little program. All right, let's go to the phone lines and talk to Thomas. He wants to talk about water temperature and sheep's head fishing. Morning, Thomas. Good morning, fellas. How y'all guys doing? Good, buddy. How are Pretty you? Good. I'm hanging in there, man, just sitting up here listening to the show. But, anyway, it, this is really for Kurt more than anything else because I know he, he fishes the rocks a lot. I love Mayport. I live in Mandarin right by Goodby's Creek, but I stopped doing Goodby's Creek because I really wasn't having any luck there. But, anyway, um, Kurt, you said something about the water temperature going up and down. I know you're not a fish whisperer, but what would you say would be an optimal temperature oh, he is. for sheephead? Thomas, he is. Yeah, for sheephead, my son and I were in the tournament. We caught one sheephead. Well, don't feel and bad because we all struggled that day. I mean, a lot of good fishermen struggle that day. but It was horrible. It yeah. was. It was tough. It was, brother. Yeah. But I, I tell you, the, the thing that I've noticed is it gets around 68 degrees, you know, mm-hmm. If, as it starts to climb from 68 to around 75, they really okay. seem to like that temperature. Um, okay. When it drops, and 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 you got to remember, a lot of times when we're taking temperatures, we're taking water surface temperatures. Right. So if it's 68 on top, mm-hmm. I mean, it might be five or six degree difference on the bottom. And and when it drops down to when we got those really heavy duty cold snaps, and it was 61. 60 and then it got mm-hmm. down in the 50s mm-hmm. darn if it's mm-hmm. 58 degrees on top you know it's got to be freezing on the bottom and yeah, they, don't they just like, yeah. don't like okay. that I, it, it's okay. i don't know it's my opinion you just need it to warm up a little bit well do you think we're gonna have a shortened season because of these ups and downs with the sheep head no i think i think mm-hmm. once it warms up i think for us from what i'm seeing when it warms mm-hmm. up it's gonna warm up fast that's what it's looking yeah, like it's gonna I, do. I, I, I agree with that and, and, and it's it's always interesting this time of year, Thomas, too, is that all you need is two, three days of 80 degrees of weather in, in the daytime and, you know, 65 at nighttime and that water temperature, it, it'll, it'll, it'll go up fast. Yeah. And you already see an indication south of us down to the Cape of species mm-hmm. of fish already pushing north. Mm-hmm. And when you see them make the turn and come around Playland the Beach past the Cape and they're starting to come this way, that's an indication of water temperature starting to come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let, let me let me chime in here. Hey, Thomas, what time of yeah. year? I mean, because you live by Goodby's Creek, okay, and I and I mm-hmm. lived there for twenty six, twenty seven years, okay. So, what time of year are you not having good luck in the river? Well, Jeff, actually, I stopped fishing the river about two years ago, right after Matthew and Irma. I'm mean, it's been longer than that actually, but I stopped. I just stopped fishing it. I, I don't fish it anymore. Okay, I so will now I tell have to you. Twenty five miles, twenty five miles of Mayport now, which is kill, killing me because of the I, gas, I, you know. But. And that's that's why I want I want to I want to tell you that okay, as long as we don't have an abnormally large amount of rainfall uh, in mm-hmm. the springtime, which we have had a lot this year so far, but there's plenty of time mm-hmm. for it to kind of to kind of curb back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that fishery between 
the Buckman Bridge, and I would actually even go a little bit farther south to go all the way down to Mandarin, Mandarin Point all oh. the way to downtown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I typically didn't start fishing the river, and I lived on it, uh, but I didn't start mm -hmm. fishing the river typically until about May. Because okay. I, I felt that fishing the river from, uh, I would say, December all the way through that point was very unproductive. But once okay. it gets into June, and when you can catch fresh shrimp and live shrimp in the river, that changes things. And that river okay. becomes absolutely the best fishery, I think, and Kevin and Kirk might even attest to it, that mm -hmm. it's, inshore-wise, you'll catch more fish in the St. John's River in June, mm -hmm. July, and August than you will at Mayport or in the Intercoast. 100% agree. Yep. Yeah, I moved here in 1990 and, and I bought my boat in 99. And my son and I, we actually, we loved the river because I had spots with, uh, with uh, hard bottoms, and we used to kill the black drum. We could go out and limit on black drum mm -hmm. uh, across the river from Ortega, like it was like we were catching croakers. Mm -hmm. But and the yellowmouth trout used to be off the chain. Right, right. As soon as you go out of good beach, just go straight toward the, the base and stop in the middle. They had a buoy there. We could just slay the yellowmouth, and and none of that stuff seems to be there anymore. Yeah, yeah. The yellowmouth have disappeared, and I don't know why. The black drum mm -hmm. have backed off a little bit, but you'll have what I call the puppy drum, the legal keepers around the edges of the docks. And mm -hmm. but again, uh, we definitely had a big change with the hurricanes because it just dumped an incredibly large amount of fresh water into the into the state, and that definitely changed the salinity of the water mm -hmm. in the river. All right, we, we, the, we've got to take a break, you guys. I mean, okay, yeah. all right, no problem. Thanks, I Thomas. I appreciate you guys answering my question. Yep, all right, yep. Thomas, thanks, buddy. Yep, yep. All right, I four. have a good one. Sure. Bye-bye. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right, when we come back, we got Brian, we got Top Gun right here on the Nimnick Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Be right back. Chris is in like a country music mode today. Did you notice that, Logs? I do, I do. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like it too. And, and and hey, folks, if you've got a uh, trailer sitting in your driveway or you need to, let's just say you bought a new boat and you put it in dry storage and you've got a trailer, you don't know what you're going to do with it, Stack M Storage. They'll come pick your trailer up, put it in dry storage, five-point inspection, take care of it, make sure all your lights are working, all that good stuff. And then when you need it back, they'll deliver it back to you wherever your, your boat is, wherever you need it. And it's stackmstorage.com. Okay, before before we get to the phone yes. lines, we we do have a post on social media for happy birthday to Chris. Yeah, I saw that. And and here's the best part. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> it got immediate replies, okay, from Carol and Howard and John and Robbie. Oh my goodness. And Harold put up an awesome picture of Chris. Oh no. Oh, oh, look at no. that. Fender guitar shirt on, doing the oh hippie thing. Uh-huh. I like the it hat. Is, it is awesome. And Harold, Harold's Harold, like, at least share great. a photo, exclamation point. Happy birthday, Chris. Harold, thank you so much for sharing the picture of oh, Chris nice. for his social media Yeah, thanks post. for showing my gut off to everybody. Really appreciate that. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're a real porker. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. just a, that's just not a good look there, Harold. Thank hey, you. 
That Our bearded fantastic. wonder. Fantastic. Uh-huh. Appreciate you. Oh, what in the world was I thinking? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. brought this on yourself. Yeah, yeah I did. Careful yeah, what you it. wish yeah, for. Yeah, I did. Giddy up. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right, yeah, but before it. we go, to, we, we we got some phone lines, so let's let's go talk to Brian. And we'll talk Wahoo fishing. We got Top Gun, and Noel will talk surf fishing. So, what's up, Brian? What's going on, guys? Morning, buddy. How's it going? Good. Good, good. So, how are you? So, how many days have we got good. left of the Wahoo shootout? Uh, two weeks. Oh, we do have two weeks left. Okay. I okay. think I think the last day is April second, I believe, or okay. April third, one of those two days. Uh, we fished. This, we fished yesterday. It was our second day. Uh, fish fishing's been tough. We caught. We had two yesterday. One might go in the mid mid sixties, maybe seventy. I don't know. And then the other. Okay, so that was your <laughs> second your second day. Um, what, what have you got on the board so far? Two forties. Two forties. We got no. We got no chance unless we pull a couple hundred. Right yeah, now. yeah, right. That's a that's a big number that uh, that uh, they posted. Yeah. So so just to let folks know, it's it's a it's a three fish aggregate, correct? It is a three fish aggregate. Yes. And and two sixty is leading, correct? Two yes, two sixty. Two sixty. Yeah. I yeah. I, and, so so. The guy that's in first place is also in second place with big fish and also in third place in his boat. So, like, he fished two different boats with, uh, <laughs> you know, his, his boat and a, and a friend of his. So, yeah. Yeah, he uh, he pretty much set the uh, plate for everybody Wow, else. that's just like the clean sweep. I'm telling you what. He, 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 there was that one big bite, Kevin, in yep. February on the full moon in February and and if you missed it, it's, it's tough to catch up. And usually that full moon in March is when they, they we, we get some real nice fish. And yep. This year was just early. That's some serious weight on there, man. 260, yep. 246, 230, 223, 215, 210. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Uh, and Jeff won last year with, what, 230? 230, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, not, yeah, not I mean, me, Jeff. Okay, yeah, a yeah, different yeah, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Stam. <laughs> Jeff Stam. Yeah, 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 yeah Jeff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I can, I can see you wahoo fishing. I'd be like, yeah, it, it, I think I think he had a Donnie's got a hundred and eight, uh, an eighty six, and an eighty four. So, uh, oh whatever it is, three beautiful fish. Yeah, that's that that that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, hey, right. Kevin, yeah. real quick, what's your opinion on what the Greater Jacks did? What did they do? I didn't see it. Oh, so they are basically going to a one day tournament. Okay, run whatever the heck you want. Bring your fish however the heck you want. And the junior angler tournament is Saturday. Um <laughs> sounds like a free God, for all okay. to me. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, but I, okay. <laughs> you know uh, I I'm I'm obviously, you know, I'm not against the one day because of fuel prices. You know, I, I think that that was yep. smart, you know, simply for the fact that there'll probably be a lot of people that would not fish two days. Mm-hmm. Um right. again because of it's gonna be very expensive. <laughs> And it's just, and you said there's no aggregate. It's just biggest fish. Biggest fish. <coughs> so I could go to Naples. Drag the boat. What I mean, I've been the way I read it. Now this was just announced yesterday. There are no boundaries. Huh. Hmm. I, I, I mean, I certainly wouldn't have done that. I would, I would have kept the boundaries. I, I, don't like I would, that. I would have kept the boundaries in because I like that. I mean, make, you know, make it. I don't care. Saint, a local tournament. Yeah, St. Simon's yeah. Daytona if you want to, you know. Yeah. Right. But but yeah, I mean I I agree with Kirk. It's 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 a local tournament. And 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 again, that's going to discourage the small boaters again, Brian. 
Well, that was my whole thing know. is, is you know, the, you're you're doing a one-day tournament really to help the guys, the local guys, the small boat guys with the gas prices and everything like that. Right. And now you're going to take their interest away by opening it up where, yeah, you guys with three, four engines and, you know, whatever, they can go to Sebastian, catch a fish, and bring it back on the trailer. Yeah. And that's not cool. No, it's not. I, I, that, 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 and, and maybe, I'm, I hope I'm wrong in that, but I did see you can bring in your fish however you want. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't. But I, I think that I think you need to weigh your fishing in the boat. I mean, I, I, I that's just. But you know what? Maybe I'm just being old school too. You know, I mean, well, I, 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 you I, and I are both not. there, man. Okay, yeah, but but I don't. I think I, I think I think you guys are. Look, there's a reason that Paul Dozier's tournament. That's right. Has exploded exactly. in popularity. Yeah. Okay. No doubt. And if if you if you kind of have this open up to where people can go wherever they want. What, what I mean, why would somebody even want to fish it locally? Yeah. Because, that's, I mean, look, the, the reality is, is that if somebody decides to go to the Gulf, how much bigger is a kingfish in the Gulf of Mexico than it is over here in our area? Generally speaking, very, much, much bigger. Much bigger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If somebody goes all the way down to Canaveral, right? Where, where are all the places that catch big kingfish? They're, they're farther yeah. away, correct? I mean, yeah, on Fort average. Pierce. Yep. Well, I mean, I mean that's, and, and, and that's with that being said, Jeff. It's, um, I mean, there's there's plenty of big fish here, um, but a lot of the small boats can't get to those big fish. Does that make exactly. sense? Exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, whether whether it be Elton Bottom, I mean, if it's two to three, um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Kirk, Kirk, I mean, we got no chance of making it out there, and right, and and unless we're just going to beat it up. And the other thing, guys, before we take a break, it's called the Greater Jacks. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a Jacksonville tournament. It always has it been. It should be a Jacksonville yeah, it tournament. It should be, should be a Jacksonville tournament. Just just my yeah, opinion. Now, I agree with you. I mean, you and I have talked about this, uh, you know, every year for the past 15, 20 years. It mm-hmm. just, like Jeff said, it used to be an event. Right. And we all liked it when it was an event. And when I can remember growing up, my dad and I would, my dad would take off work and our vacation would be to travel from South Florida to come fish the Greater Jacksonville Kingfish Tournament with my uncles and cousins up here in it's just not that anymore. No, it's, it's sad not. to see it happen, you know. I, I know, I know. It's um, um, I always said. I mean, I said this years ago, Jeff, on this radio show. It was it was one of my favorite weeks of the year. Yeah, and and, and I haven't fished it in ten years. Mm-hmm. You know, so there you go. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, guys. He took up all of our time. Top Gun. No, don't don't go anywhere. But we we do have to take a break here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. If you want to give us a call, six four one ten ten. We got a couple phone lines open. Be right back. So, so logs. I did the opposite of what Captain Kurt did this uh-huh. week. All right. So, I had some uh, mechanical questions about my truck. Okay. So, you know, it, it's I, you, you know who I called, right? Called oh, Dan. I, I called Danny. Entire outlet. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I didn't. I didn't wait till my truck was on the lift and figure out that so and so didn't have any oil for me. <laughs> Still the greatest story. Yes. I mean, you yes. go to a, a freaking yeah. place that changes oil. <laughs> you're advertising it. Hey, we'll change any oil in there to the truck. You bring it in. The guy goes, well, we don't have your oil. What about the oil that was in there? Well, it's gone. <laughs> I'm like, well, what can we do? Well, I don't know. Oh. I'll call five other whatevers, and they, they don't have it. And then you got to call up your buddy and go, 
Well, we'll bring you some. We have it all the time. Yeah, it's our outlet. All right. Yeah. So, so, thanks so anyway, uh, thanks, Danny. I, pre- I appreciate your help this week. I just had a question, and and uh, if you, and that's the, the the cool thing about Tower Outlet, Jeff. They they basically do everything except for transmissions. Yep. So it's all. No, they do. Uh, they do a tremendous job. Yep. And I will say that they have a tire for everything, mm-hmm. for every need, and they will bring it to your house and change it at your house. They can, you, you, all you got to do is make an appointment. Yep. 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 All right. Let's go talk to Top Gun this morning. Hello. What's going on, boys? <laughs> oh, good morning, Top Gun. I'd like to say happy birthday to the man that keeps the show rolling, Mr. Chris, <laughs> uh, a.k.a. Billy the Kid. Billy and the kid. also happy birthday to Captain Kirk. Uh-huh. Thank you, Top Gun. And Captain Kirk, you said you went out to dinner. You messed up because if you'd have talked to Captain Beam Me Up Scotty, you might have gotten a few coupons to the place. <laughs> might have. <laughs> might have. Huh? You could have you gone, gone to Moe's. Could have Moe's. Yeah. saved some money. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Hey, sometimes you boys say something, Mm-mm. make a statement, whatever, but you don't ever give a reason. Oh. That I hear anyway. Did about? you say something about if you're at your cabin on your place or something and a turkey lands out in the yard, you don't shoot him? That's correct. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Well, why correct. is that? Why is that? Well, well there's certain, there's there's certain, certain areas that you have that are that are off limits. Yeah. Because uh, you got yeah, young like, kids and you're trying to impress like, upon them I, safety. It, I, I see that. that Okay. It's a great question, Top Gun. It, it is. is a great question, and, and and I have no idea. Okay, and, and I'll, I'm I'm gonna be straight up with you because, like on my property, my hundred acres, I, I I don't I don't shoot the does, I don't. I, I I'll buck hunt. You know, I will leave the does alone, and it, it's because they're part of the property. Mm-hmm. But if that doe steps off of my lease, <laughs> you know, I don't know it's the the doe from my property. Yeah, she's she's gonna she's gonna take one for the team. Yeah, right. But well, I don't, don't I, I don't, it's a great question. You know, I mean, they're, they're just kind of part of the property and, and, um, don't y'all go turkey hunting at like five o'clock in the morning or something. True. No. Yeah. Well, we, no. we leave well, at five, right. but we hunt at daylight. Right. We don't shoot turkeys in the dark. Right. Right. Yeah. You, you head to the stand or whatever. So what you're telling me is before you go set out to go to the stand, and you're sitting on your front porch, and your shotgun's leaning up against the rail, and a turkey flies in the size of an ostrich and lands on your 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 balcony on your porch. What well, what do you do? Go shoo? No, I'm shoo. running. If he's as big as an ostrich, <laughs> yeah. I'm running back yeah. in the cabin. I, I, I've seen and that the before, door. by the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm grabbing my my phone and taking a lot of pictures. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, doing. well. It's well, that, if one of them lands in your front yard at five o'clock in the morning and you shoot him, uh, if you hit anybody else, it's probably a buzzer at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's a so, good. It's a really good question. I don't know why question. we feel that way. I don't know. I, with us, I've got some young people in the in in our club, and I try to keep that a safe zone. We have a gun range that's close to the cabin, but that's pretty pretty regulated. You know, the targets over here, the benches over here. 
and we just don't allow any hunting real close to the cabin. Well, those kids are definitely not millennials then because they sleep till two o'clock. That would be millennials, Top Gun. Yes. Not millenniums. I said millennials. <laughs> now you just heard your earpiece hitting in right or something. <laughs> That's not my fault. Listen, uh, Mrs. Jill Biden passes away and goes to heaven, and she oh, meets Lord with St. Peter. And he's taking her on a tour, and he opens up this door, and there's this long hallway with 10-foot ceiling. And on both walls, all the way down are these clocks. And she says to St. Peter, what's up with these clocks? He says, oh, we have a clock for everybody on earth, and some people are now in heaven. And he said, whenever they tell a lie, that clock moves a notch. He said, like this clock over here, that clock belonged to Mother Teresa. It's never moved. She never told a lie. And this clock over here, it belonged to Abraham Lincoln. And you can see it's moved a couple of notches because he did tell a couple of lies when he was uh, on Earth. And she said, well, my husband Joe passed away. Where's his clock? And St. Peter says, Jesus has that in his office. He's using it for a ceiling fan. LCS, baby! <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, boy. Woo. <laughs> He's on a streak. Uh, he is on a streak. He, lo- he loves oh, his buddy Joe. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say uh-huh. that uh, just a... Kind of a side note, Uh and we have brushed on this a little bit, the cost of fuel and the cost of a lot of things right now are ridiculous. It's crazy, brother. Yeah. When you got to go to the grocery store and you try to buy a four-pack of corn and it costs six bucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's getting hard for folks. I mean, here's, here's, here's the funny thing is... I was running from spot to spot yesterday, and the the spot was literally like 2.5 miles, and I had Doug Winslow on the boat, and I go, you know how much that just cost me yeah. to run two and a half miles? Because <laughs> my boat gets, you know, 2.5, 2.6 miles to the gallon. I mean, you stop and think about that. Oh, yeah. You know? That's right. And, and, Holy and, crap. That's yeah. bad. I mean, yeah, I had a conversation uh, that's, with That's what the, boats get. I had a conversation with Noel holding on the line earlier, I guess within the last week or so, about just that alone. Yeah. About, the, you know, he's got to drive his in his car, car yeah. to go to surf spots, mm-hmm. you know, to, to surf fish, and much the same as we do with our boats. Yeah. I mean, one trip offshore with us is 100 bucks. If we go offshore oh, and we break no, the rocks. It's, it's, it's easy, easily 100 bucks. 100 bucks. Yeah. Yep. Just in fuel. For the boat. Yeah. Not the yeah, truck. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, not the other expenses. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, Jeff, it is. It's 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 absolutely oh. It's it's yeah, it's crazy. And um and uh I'm a little a little fatigued by it to be honest with you. <laughs> yep. Uh, you and a yeah, lot of other Anyway, people. I'm, yeah, no I'm not going to get going. Okay. I'm not going to go there. All right. I'm, All not, right. I'm not going to do it. I I understand. I understand. All right, let's go talk to Noel because uh 
it, 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 it's interesting because I had the same conversation with Noel. Good morning, Noel. Hey, good morning, fellas. And, and, and none of us, none of us enjoy going up in price. I hate it. I absolutely hate it because I, I, I'll be honest with you, you're, you're going to get to a point, Jeff, Noel, Kirk, that your prices scare people away. Go over the top. It's not, it's, it's, it's not worth you know, people to go out for four hours. Sticker shot. Sticker shot. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, it know? is. But yeah, y'all, y'all nailed it. You know, if somebody wants to go down to New Smyrna and catch a bunch of pompano right now, because that's where they are, and I said, okay, it was going to be a $50 surcharge, and look at me like I got three eyeballs. And uh, yeah, it's just a matter of reality. Everything's gone up. I mean, our groceries and our bait, but mainly gas. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's just the reality that we're living in, unfortunately. Well, it's a trickle uh, down too, you know. I mean, it it kind of evolves into you know the bait. I know the bait's gone up. What do you what do you would pay the bait for bait at B and I f- I forget now. Okay, it's four fifty a dozen. Yeah, I think ramp. it's probably that at B and M. Yeah, four fifty a dozen. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm getting ready to hit Avid Angler here in about five minutes, and it'll probably be the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's transportation, but. Let's talk about something fun. Let's instead. do. I'm, I'm with you. All right. So this morning, I know it's kind of late notice for some people, but I'm doing a free seminar at the Fish Bites factory this morning. Oh, cool. And, yeah, it's going to be from 10 o'clock to noon, and we're going to focus on everything that we can cram in in two hours, including we're going to do some long-distance casting out behind them in the lagoon. Um, so I want to invite everybody to come out for that. Uh, and... Also, before we get to fishing itself, um, I'm pleased to announce our surf fishing club is having their 18th annual surf fishing contest. That's that's awesome. It is. It's it's been quite a journey. That's coming up. Uh, the Florida Surf Casters is coming up uh, May 14th, and I'll be putting out some posters this morning in some bait shops, and again tomorrow. But uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a fun ride doing these surf fishing tournaments. That's that that that's good news. I like it. That, yeah. I know everybody enjoys those the, the surf fishing tournaments. It's it, it, Kirk. You talk about family oriented. Yep. You know it's absolutely it, it's fun. It's it fun is. stuff. Yeah. No doubt about it. But yeah. as far as fishing goes, um, we've had one of those banner years with whiting. You know, we had one a few years back where it was just stupid good. Well, this year has been one of those years. Throughout the winter, uh, the whiting bite's been really good. Um, some bluefish mixed in there. Uh, the Spanish have shown up recently. Um, and real early, the sharks are here also. They're they're ahead of schedule, so yep. if anybody wants to get their string stretched, uh, now through probably the end of May is going to be prime time for... Yep, it's funny. I saw, I saw a very big shark at the inlet yesterday. Sure did. Yep. Uh, I think it's, it's... You know, the water temperature in the surf is still cool. I tell everybody, if you want to go shark fishing... Let's book something when the water reaches seventy degrees. Yeah, it's on. Well, you know, um, here's here's just another uh, FYI. Uh, the pogies were thick on the beach at St. Augustine yesterday. So if there's pogies on the beach, there's predators around. You can, you oh can, yeah, you, you can, can bank on it. Absolutely, and it's going mean, to get better. You know, oh yeah, hmm. it's, it's only going to get better. But I mean, to catch pogies on the beach on the 18th of March, hmm, interesting. Yeah. Well, they yeah. were the the pelicans were diving big time the last last couple of days so uh, they're farther than farther north than san augustine too that probably explains the spanish and the sharks showing up early yeah and also the big bonnet heads are here i mean 
most people they catch little bonnet heads or you know two or three pounds, but uh, the twenty pounders are here now also. And ride along the beach, get a half a blue crab, heavy mono leader. Those guys are a lot of fun, and of course they're the, they're the best eating shark there is. So it's heating it's heating up. The, the pompano though they're stuck uh, down around New Smyrna. There's been a few caught in Flagler County. But uh, very soon they'll be here at our. They'll be at Jack's Beach soon. Yeah, I, I tell you, I know some of the guys that are surf fishing down around the pier and all have been catching some stud whiting and stuff like that. So, I, and I know I talked to Dennis Young at the boat ramp. Those black nose sharks started to show up. When those show up, black tips aren't too far behind. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You nope. are exactly right. Yeah. No, thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Absolutely, absolutely. Listening to the. Nimdick Chevrolet Outdoor Show with Captain Kirk Waltz, Jeff Logaman. I'm Captain Kevin Favor. If you want to give us a call, 641-1010. We'll be right back. Trio Williams lived down a dirt road. He made homemade wine like nobody I know. I dropped by one Friday night and said, can you help me create? I like the music selection today, Chris. Yeah, me too. Very, very I'm digging nice. it. Uh, listen, I am, I am digging through... You're not going to believe this, but 1010XL, 92.5 FM, not real big no, on the country selection. No, they are not. I mean, I'm I'm scouring. Scouring. Bottom, Internet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, you, I got to say, you're, you're doing a, a mighty fine job, so uh, keep it up. Hey, and also, speaking of mighty fine job, mm-hmm. the Nimic Family of Dealerships has been doing a mighty fine job for like 80 years, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's the place where you get a best price guarantee and the customers get taken care of to where they keep coming back again and again and again through multiple generations of families for a reason. And that's because it's the Nimnik way of doing business. So go to Nimnik.com to check out all the latest deals and yeah. and to experience the, uh, the Nimnik difference. So Kirk, um, yesterday you and I both received uh, an, an email from the uh, South Atlantic, Southeast Atlantic Marine Fisheries yeah, Commission, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it is said that they wrapped up their March meetings, right? That's, uh, that's what it says in, in in our email, Jeff, and and supposedly in the March meetings they were supposed to give snapper either updates or or fishing dates, and okay. I, I didn't see that in the email. Did no, you? No. Okay, I just want to make sure because there's it's it's always these long emails, Jeff. You know, I don't sit there and read all of it, but I I I did assume that that, that it was. You know, I guess they're gonna wait until the last minute again. They're not gonna announce it uh, anytime soon. I don't think. I really don't. I think that they're continuing to look at the the discard issue that they say they're having, which I don't understand because I don't see it. Um, you know, the, the biotrauma oh, yep. of the snapper fishery yeah, and that they're being overfished. So I don't know. Okay. It's, it's, it's a sore subject with a lot of people and it, I don't know how to address it, you know, other than, yeah, I don't know how to try answer to, questions either just, anymore. You know, I think they know our opinion mm-hmm. and they're going to have these meetings regardless and do what they're going to do. Yeah. And I don't know if we're going to get any. No, I don't either. I think that if we, if we get anything, it'll be the same as last year. Um, uh, three days in July, right? I do know that they upped the kingfish, though. Yeah, I know. I saw that. So it went from two per person to three per person, and I, I don't know. I've had some discussion with some of the guys about that that work for the Southeast Atlantic as well mm-hmm. as the FWC, and 
I don't know if it's necessary. I'm like you. I'm going to go out there and let them have a handful of them, and then yeah, exactly. I'm going to let some go. I'm not going to try yeah, to fill I, the boat. I, I can I can promise you if I've got three or four guys on the boat, I'm not keeping three fish per person. I mean, I personally, I like taking a couple. Yep. As you guys well know, I like making fish yeah, dip with sure. it, and I bring it into the show, and we, we enjoy it. Yes, we do. I eat it at home. So, But as far as going out and having four guys and keep keeping that many kings. I t- totally agree. I mean, 12 yeah. fish, that's a lot of fish. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm, go ahead, I Joe. would love, I'm really looking forward to I know Kirk uh, is an exceptional cook. And last week, the Kirby Co. Builders cooking tip of the week was the stuffed shrimp. Mm-hmm. And so next week, Kevin, we get to actually sample that. That's, and I'm, that, that, I am so fired up to try that. Yeah. And, and, it, oh, and yeah. I, I, I actually was thinking about you this morning, Jeff, because I was, when when Kirk said something last Saturday, he's like, "I'm I'm going to bring that in next Saturday." You quickly jumped on him and said, quickly. "No, you're quickly <laughs> two weeks from now." And <laughs> you I understand. Said, no, you're not. I mean, yeah, I, you know, two weeks. I, I will definitely bring it in next I mean, Saturday. Yeah, Chris, I mean, I guess we'll, we don't enjoy it. anything. It's, it's it's all about logs. Yeah. You know? Well, I I can tell you surprise, that, surprise. Uh, <laughs> when when Kirk breaks out, first of all, his fish dip. Mm-hmm. is is epic and we literally need to make that uh, a fixture in the kirby co builders cooking tip of the week and so when do typically does everybody start catching kingfish june right no 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 april April. okay yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. We'll, but i mean we'll, when they get second week of really... april is typically when we got them That's last right. year yeah second week of april um may's wide open okay so may so yep. you my, you my and your kingfish be- knowledge my, so, well my point <laughs> being it. is that look I'm not looking for you when you first start to catch them. Is that when okay. everybody starts to catch them and they get thick, like you're talking about in May? Right. Okay. That that needs to be Kirk's f- kingfish fish dip mm-hmm. needs to be posted every year as a, as a recipe of the week in May, just because that is by far like a like look when Kirk makes it, I take it home mm-hmm. and I eat it until it's gone. I know we've seen the pictures. It's ridiculously good. I appreciate that. I mean, I you know the the reason why I like using them to smoke in April is they're smaller fish. Mm -hmm. That first brood of the ten to fifteen pounders that are coming through, Mm -hmm. those are perfect size to do that with. I agree. I agree, and that's uh, that's. I look forward to that time of year. Um, But 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 I'll tell you, Kirk, you know, will concur with this. The last couple April and May's, man, the weather has just been awful. Yeah, it's been I mean, tough it's on us. it's been it's been tough. You know, where Jeff will have twenty five trips booked and do ten. Yeah, the weather gets south sometimes. Yeah, it blows it, up. It, it blows out of the south southeast, and and you know you just and and people are always asking us, "How was the Kobe run last year?" Well, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't get out. <laughs> we couldn't there. get out there. Yeah. Know? So, um, I mean, I mean, seriously, last year, how many fish did you catch off of a ray? Zero. Okay. I didn't catch one. Yeah, I, off a ray I, last yeah, year. I had I had one little mishap, um, but I only saw one ray with with a bunch of fish on it. That was it. That was all I saw. We got most of our slow trolling for kingfish. Last That's right. Year. Yeah, and we caught a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot. Yeah, I, I. How many did you clean? Uh, not very many. <laughs> Um, exactly. A handful. There was a lot of yeah. a lot of thirty to thirty two. Oh my gosh, they're everywhere. I mean, there and it was good to see those. It really was. Yep. All right. Before we take a break, let's go talk to Handy Randy. Morning, Randy. Hey. Good morning, guys. Good morning. 
Hey, I just want to let you know. Uh, sorry, trying to get you off the speaker. You there? Yeah, yeah, we, we hear got you. you. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I can't get to my speaker button. But anyway, uh, yeah, feeling much better these days, and I've been listening to you guys, and I really appreciate your show. Uh, but I wanted to tell people you mentioned about the food and all. I'm out here working in the greenhouse this morning and thinking about things. And uh, uh-huh. in McClinney, there's a plant sale going on at the Ag Center on 90 next Saturday morning. Okay. And, okay, and they got yard plants, and they also have some vegetables and stuff like that. So anybody interested, you know, it's at the Ag Center uh, on 90 here in McClinney. And you can walk up. They have like a sidewalk you can walk around and pick out different plants and things like that. So you oh, cool. probably get a pretty good deal on stuff. So also, what if you're planting outside, watch your pecan trees for them to bloom. That's uh, usually the freeze, but the old farmers at the church will tell you, you know, don't put stuff out till after Easter unless it's in the ground. And I've been bit a couple of years ago. I lost a bunch of tomato plants that way by going a little too early. So yeah, in the greenhouse. Yeah, it's just so funny. My, my, my grandfather... Always, he said, don't don't do anything before Easter. Yeah, yeah. After after Easter, you're 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 good. Yeah, if you get a freeze, yeah. it's done. Yeah, yeah. And I'm tr- I'm trying with seeds this time. I ordered some seeds. Uh, and I typically use starters, but I always get bugs. And I said, well, they're coming in with these plants, so I'm gonna try seeds. So I can start a little bit earlier in the greenhouse. And I'm not a big fan of seeds, but hopefully this year maybe to go all right for which, it. Which what which tomato did you go with? Uh, just different brands. Actually, I got them from Hoss Tools up in Georgia, and they do some specific things. So these are all new to me, but usually like a celebrity or, you know, there's two different kinds. There's determinate and indeterminate. Mm-hmm. If if people are planting and they don't know, like a cherry tomato is an indeterminate, like a vine. So you have to prune it back or it'll just mat out and lay over. But a determinate will basically grow to a determined size and yield, and then you're kind of done. So I tend to stay with those, particularly in the greenhouse, because I don't want them to fill the whole wall up. I just want to want them to grow and get tomatoes for the season. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So yeah. Anyway, I know this isn't fishing stuff, but a lot of people no, think no, about no, food no, 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 because Carrie, she's uh, she's all about buying tomato plants. This time well, we're all year, about you know? cooking and, and yeah. doing stuff with that. Stuff, oh, it, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, I, and technically, it's outdoors. Absolutely. Even though you, even yeah. though you're in a greenhouse, mm-hmm. it's still. Now, is that not the is that not the greatest thing to plant? I mean, to seriously, like, if you could if you could have a garden, mm-hmm. okay, give me give me your top five things that you would plant. Top five, okay, so um, sweet corn for me is one of them. Uh, yeah, okay, sweet corn. tomatoes queen, obviously. Tomatoes, yep, silver queen corn, tomatoes, cucumbers. I, I tell you, Kerry does a cucumber vine, man. And that's I love awesome, cucumbers, man. man. Pickles and yeah. marinated cucumbers. Yep, yep. Big fan and, of that. And, and the other thing that she did for years, Jeff, is she did uh, sweet Vidalia onions. Mm-hmm. Man, okay, that was All right. th- those were those were fantastic. Squash. I would do jalape- jalapenos. She, she, yep, she she does jalapenos too. Yep, that that you, and, and you the cool thing about the jalapenos or or dattle peppers, it's just all the stuff that you can make with them. Mm-hmm. You know, right? That's fantastic. Yeah. So there's your five. Yeah, I'm still working on the dattles because I started some last year and they didn't do too well for us. But my wife loves those, even though she don't like hot stuff. Mm-hmm. She likes the flavor of the dattles, but. Last year, the Silver Queen, we got probably a couple wheelbarrow full, and then we just creamed every bit of it and put oh, it in the freezer. Nice. And, it, and, and the tomatoes you grow, you cannot so buy tomatoes that taste like the ones you grow in your, Never. In no your way. yard. Not even close. And, and once you try one, you're ruined. Yes. <laughs> That's it. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Randy, thank you, man. We appreciate that call. Thank you. Have a great day. All right, buddy. You too. All right. Hey, before yes. we take a break, I I, I, don't, I don't know about you guys, mm-hmm. but you give me a fresh tomato, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of mozzarella, and some uh, of that balsamic vinegar. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm all over that. No doubt. Or a fresh tomato sandwich. Mm-hmm. Son, nothing better. I'm, I'm with you. I love tomatoes. Mm. Especially right out of the garden like that, Jeff. I'll tell you something really easy to grow, too, and with the cost of groceries, broccoli. Yeah. Broccoli grows real easily, and you can get a good yield out of one plant. I like it. And with today's expenses on groceries, Plant a garden. Whew. Wow, it's already 9 Crazy. o'clock. we we got to take a break, and when we come back, uh, we've got a ring power tip of the week right here on the Dimnick Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Dimnick Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the ring power cat tip of the week. Ring power and the cat rental store has got the youngest fleet and the most dependable fleet in the industry and can help your bottom line and your production. All you got to do is go to ringpower.com to learn more. This week's Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week comes because it's that time of year to where the big black drums show up. Mm -hmm. And they show up in a lot of different places now. They're St. Augustine, Mayport, uh, the St. Johns River, just a little bit south of downtown. I mean, a lot of different places that you can try to catch these dinosaurs. Yeah, and, uh, Kirk, Cap- you and- Captain Leon Dana, just not to interrupt you, Jeff, but Captain Leon Dana called him yesterday um, halfway between Palm Valley and St. Augustine. Wow. You know, just you on- All right, so yeah. how do you do it? Well, I think, and again, to me, the, the, the most important thing is to have good, fresh bait. And I really believe if you have a live, whole blue crab, it's the best bait that you can have for them. And if they if you don't have that fresh live shrimp, the biggest shrimp you can get. Yep. And I a lot of times if I've got just live shrimp, I'll pinch the heads off uh, and it, pinch the tails off. I was just getting ready to say the same thing, Jeff. Uh, that's one thing that we found yesterday is is pinching the heads off. So it, it, because you know drum don't care whether a crab or shrimp is alive. It's just got to be fresh. And they and they can smell they it. They smell it. Yep. I I agree. I mean, they, I totally they, they are like big bloodhounds. It was so funny. I was at the, the jetties the other day, and, and my son had an afternoon off and took him out and his, his girlfriend late after work. And he said, what are we going to do? And I said, we're going to trout fish for a little while, and then we're going to go look for the big black drum. And so mm-hmm. what we did is we picked up, ran over, and I had about two dozen live blue crabs, and we cut the legs off, peeled the top shell off, and put the whole hockey puck on there and drop it over the side. And I had five or six boats around me and they were all throwing dead shrimp on the bottom. And, you know, I really believe that we did better because we had that fresh bait Mm. than the other guys did. And I saw a few others caught, but I think they really tune in on that smell like Kevin was saying. They're like bird dogs, whether it's a shrimp or a crab. Mm -hmm. I think they smell it. Or clam, fresh clam that you just peeled out of a shell. Jeff, I really think they smell that. And, and Jeff, right, so the, the, what kind of real quick? What kind of uh, fluorocarbon? What kind of rig? What kind of hook? I'm using a Saragossa uh, 10,000 with 50 pound um, braid on it, and I put a three-way swivel. I do a top shot of 60 to the braid to the reel, and then I put a little loop for the for the bank sinker, 
and then I run about three feet of 50 to 60 pound mono with a seven aught circle hook. And the reason why okay. I keep the leader short going to the three way versus a five or six foot, I think these guys are hanging close to the bottom. Mm -hmm. I think they keep their nose in the bottom and they're kind of poking around there. I mean, and, and, and my rig's just a little more simple than that, Jeff. I'm, I'm using just a, a, a typical fish finder rig with 50 pound, like Kirk said, some, some kind of either mono or, or fluorocarbon and a seven aught circle hook. Uh, because I'm I'm doing more of a run gun thing, I'm, I'm you know where Kirk's anchored up and he's and he's putting rods out. Right. Where, what I have found in the last few years, which is really cool, Jeff, is these fish get on the beach and 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 they make huge mud balls, and and you can see them. I mean, it's just like a like a pogey mud ball, except it's even darker. And yep. and 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 you could go over and mark them with with your bottom recorder. You could you could cast to them. I mean, it's. It's fun. It's it's a fun way to fish them. And here's another thing, too, that you need to remember. They're kind of a mealy bite fish. Yes, oh my gosh, yes. They Sometimes are. they will take the rod and double over, but a right. lot of times if you're just watching your rod tip, you'll just see it bouncing. Yeah, Jeff, you've caught plenty of puppy drum. You know how oh, they yeah. bite. The big drum bite oh. the same way. It's weird. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I told the guys the other day, I said, when you see them biting like that, pick the rod up real slow mm -hmm. and just start reeling down on top of the fish and let that circle hook do its work. And as the rod starts to bend over, you'll feel it load up, and you got them. Yeah. And a lot of times, Jeff, he doesn't even know he's hooked. Yeah. They just kind of sit there, you know, yeah. and you can feel them kind of swimming away, and then, and then they, they figure it out. But, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a different And bite. here's the last thing. These are huge breeding fish. Mm -hmm. I won't keep them over about 15 pounds. That's right. I mean, if they're 15 and under, we kept a couple this week, and, and we're going to eat them. Actually, we're going to eat one tonight. Mm -hmm. These big giant ones, like – you know, the picture of my son holding, you know, these 40 to 80 pound fish. Folks, make sure you have a good venting tool mm -hmm. because if you're fishing above 33 feet of water, they'll get a little biotrauma going where their bladders on and inflate and learn how to vent them correctly and vent these big fish, handle them with kit gloves and put them back in the water gently and help them to orient, hold their tails, shake them a little bit and let right. them swim off. Yep, absolutely. There's your rig power tip of the week. Yeah, Kirk, uh, I, I would love for you to add a comment to that post that we have on our Facebook page to provide some kind of link to uh, for the people so that the ones that don't know how to vent the fish can learn how to vent a fish. Okay. Because, I mean, I think that's critical for these big black drum and then also even the, even the big, the big red fish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, and, and I know we use the biotrauma device, descending vice offshore, and even occasionally it doesn't hurt to vent those fish that you're catching out there. You'll notice a fish gets kind of sure. blown up, and they can't, I hate to, you know, say it, but they can't burp or fart like we can. They can't get rid of that internal gas in their bladder after they come down, yeah. you know, come up more than one atmosphere. And that pressure on them won't allow them to go down and they'll drown. Mm -hmm. They'll flop around on top of the water. So it's real critical to vent the fish and bleed their bladders so they can go down safely. Very interesting. Good. Interesting that uh, you actually use the term they can drown. They can. They get up on top of the water and you'll can't see them breathe. spin in circles yeah. and they can't breathe. And they'll spin around and spin around. And if you let them go, bull reds, a big snapper, um, big black drum, there's, there's a few species of fish that you've got to do that to and just t you know 
take time with him. I mean, that one Kevin's holding's got to be what seventy pounds. Oh, he's giant. I mean, yeah, he's huge. Yep. And you've got to take the time to do that to those fish in order for them to survive. And if you see one spinning around on top, grab them, invent them, mm-hmm. and you'll be surprised how quick they'll, they'll go down. They'll, they'll go down. All right, let's go talk to Lester this morning. It's been a while, and it's uh, like before ten o'clock. Good morning, Lester. Good morning, brother. Good morning, Lester. Good morning. Good morning. Happy birthday, Kirk. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I've already told. Oh, you did Chris. tell Chris. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't want to get to the wind. Yeah, we don't again. want to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Earn, yeah. man. I'll take a whole segment. <laughs> He's not getting to. <laughs> uh, man, I t- they, uh, you were talking about Steen Hatchie. Uh, that I was. That's why I was calling uh-huh. uh, that area, man. There, there's some good fishing over there right now. But yeah, there is excellent fishing. And people you know, listen to the show that have never been in that area. There's there's not a trout bite like it for uh, surface and uh, popping corks. Did you get water in your phone yeah. again? No. Okay. You're just kind of in and no. out. Oh, I'm sorry. But what what I was saying was uh, that. The uh, the bite there, shallow water is just you know four to eight foot deep is just awesome man on them plugs and jigs. It's it, it's a fun fishery. It, I mean it's it it's, is, it's totally different than anything we do here. That's for sure. You know you don't have to deal it's with true. all the current and and the you know nope. crazy tides. So yeah, it's 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 fun. I, I I'm with Jeff though. I I want to go over there and get on that sheep's head bite. I, I would I would love to do that. I mean I know quite a few guys that go over there and, mm-hmm. and that's supposed to be something spectacular it, it, it is man just so much lime rock you know so mm-hmm. everybody's not caught there you know you can even find spots you know what i mean sure the, the fishing's that good uh and never been there before that's uh, pretty pretty amazing and the white bass uh bite is killing it in the oklahoma river i was talking t-bone uh, last night and uh that's from the Lake Talquin back towards the uh, Leon Gadsden County line, all through there, man. And white bass this time of year run up to spawn just like the stripers do to uh-huh. the dam. And uh, my gosh, Jeff T Bone tore them up the day before yesterday uh, with rattle trap. And uh, a typical weight of a white bass is what one and a half, two pounds. Uh, the, there they'll, they'll go, yeah, one up, but you know, fight like a freight train, yep. and uh, you'll get them up to four pounds, you know, and uh, and you catch, you know, you don't catch one or two, you you wear them out, you know, when in this time of year, it's just mm-hmm. an awesome bite. I'll just uh, letting you know about that. Are they but, any, uh, are they any good to eat freshwater fish? Yeah, they are. They are okay. Yeah, they are, but you know, we don't. You know, keep a whole bunch, you know, keep your mess like you're talking about the kingfish. You know, people wasting right. the kingfish like you were talking about. That's just ridiculous. It, it really is. You don't need but one or two to eat, you know, depending <laughs> on the size. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, guys, <clears throat> I just want to let y'all right, know about, about the bite. And uh, y'all have a good one, man. Oh, and by the way, Big Head let me know. That, he, uh, that, that meant a lot to him. That's He's cool. Like, Dang, Dad, people been texting me pretty pretty wild when he left. Y'all have a good one, guys. All right, Lester. See you later. Right, see you. See you, 641-1010. Got some phone lines open if you want to give us a call right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. We got winners. We got losers. Change.
between smokers and boozers, and we got yuppies. Welcome back to the Nimick Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Just want to let everybody know that if you've got a little piece of waterfront in Jacksonville and want to make that a little piece of waterfront heaven, all you got to do is give CNH Marine Construction a call. And CNH Marine Construction does docks, bulkheads, boat houses, boat lifts. They do maintenance, they do repairs, they do complete rebuilds. They handle it all and do a tremendous job at a great price. Give CNH Marine Construction a call. Go to the homepage of outdoorshow.com, outdoorshow.com. Two S's back to back, and just go down to the bottom of the page, and there's a logo there for CNH Marine Construction, and you can click on it, and it will take you to C and H, the two letters C and H with A and D in between them, marine.com, cnhmarine.com. Yeah, Bob and his crew are great, man. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, I was. Uh... It's funny, I was fishing some docks yesterday. I was going, man, these guys need to make a phone call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's You know what? It's okay for fishing. You know, they kind of like those dilapidated docks. It's better for fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. You're right. Um, but, but yeah, some some of those are, are not good. Right, Kurt has called in, and he has a hunting question. Good morning, hey, Kurt. good morning, guys. What's up? Good, good morning. morning. How y'all doing? Good, good. Hey, just getting ready to hit the water here a little bit, man. Hoping it stays dry, but uh, I don't really. I'm looking for recommendations. Um, I, I'm familiar with handguns and stuff like that, but never really done any hunting other than plucking birds or something with a mm-hmm. with a BB gun or something. You know, um, just trying to look at something that I don't want to spend a lot of money on. And uh, my son and I could, you know, do some deer hunting. Like I said, I really don't have any experience with it, but kind of. What kind of rounds? Uh, just you know, kind of what, what kind of rifle do I need? Uh, you think just to start with, Jeff? Well, a couple things. Let me kind of kind of back off just a little bit here because uh, if you don't have any experience with it, and here's the reality: in order to get a, a license, you have to complete a hunter safety program. Okay. So that that needs to be your first step is finding out when a class would be available so that you can take a hunter safety program so that you can deer hunt. And I think it also is a great class because it also teaches a lot of safety things that, uh, that needed to be, uh, that need to be taught. And then also, so, uh, and I would recommend this, that you talk about with your son, have him take the class with you. I think that's a great, uh, uh, parent, uh, child thing to do together. Yeah. Okay. So that's more of a safety in the woods thing versus, because we've done, you know, the, uh, safety class. Uh, handling and all, all and you know, uh, concealed carry and stuff. Have yeah, but that's that, different. But, yeah, it is yeah different. that's different. So this, this is more for for being in the woods. This is everything. I, I mean, this yep. it is it is gun safety. It is hunting safety. It is hunting ethics, and a concealed carry permit does not does not fulfill the requirement of a hunter safety class to to actually get a hunting license. So sure. Sure. Uh, like okay. I said, you know, I, I think it's it's a tremendous class. Me, Kevin, and Kirk all took it together, and we also well, we, took we actually the, took the bow class together, the bow hunting, yeah, and then class and because together. I took my 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 hunter's class with Colt, yeah, and I then Kerry took it with with Kayla. Yes, yeah, I would recommend you. I mean, yep. first of all, you have to have it, so I would take that, and then once you do that, then it's a matter of of trying to find out where you can actually do it, and there's uh, hunting club options. 
and yeah. that's probably what uh, where, where you need to look and you can find some of that stuff posted online where people are looking for for members and there's some that are local some that are out of state uh, but uh, the hunter the hunter safety class is something that you have to do first so Jeff but the question yeah. was all around deer rifle for for he and his son would be well I mean that's I mean that's like uh, you know like <laughs> rear ends i mean everybody's got an opinion on that you know right um, yeah uh, okay. you know with might with not have used that example <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah yeah okay yeah yeah and i, I will say this for 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 kids i'm a big fan of the 243 yeah yeah that's a good all-around round too yep because he, he's he's 15 so it's you know it's, i don't want to get so doesn't used doesn't matter really, yep. you know I'm I'm a okay. I'm a like I said I'm a big fan of 243 even for an adult. I mean Kevin and I both yes. hunted with a 243 for years. Yep, years and absolutely love it. It's a it's a great round. Doesn't have a lot of kick. It's tremendously accurate. And uh, the other thing too is that if you ever decided to take it and use it for small game like coyotes, uh, it also you can downsize the bullet to a 55 grain and and it works pretty good. You know, but I mean, as far as other deer rounds, I mean, it's hard to beat a 308. Um, yeah. But I mean, there's so many different rounds that are good. I mean, 308, you got a lot of, the nice thing about 308, you have a lot of choices. You also have a lot of choices when it comes to the actual weapon. You have choices when it comes to the round. Everybody makes a 308 round. And so you can kind of dial in the accuracy by experimenting with different manufacturers of bullets and different uh, grain weights and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, look, uh, there's a lot of really good calibers out there. Uh, 308, 30 odd six, 30, 30, you know, seven millimeter, 270. 271 is another one that I would highly recommend. So okay. it, uh, the last one I read about really. was the six and a half Creedmoor and the, you know, I, I I'd rather talk yeah, to y'all. I went down the, that rabbit hole with, online, and I just hate, you know, yeah. I don't like doing that, you know. So I wanted to call yeah, you guys. So let me, let me I say got this. Guys work. Real quick, the Creedmoor and a lot of these newer rounds, if you're just if you're a, just a hunter like I am, like Kevin is and like Kirk, I, to me, it's not worth buying one of those rounds like a 6.5 Creedmoor. You know, if you're just, you know, the average Joe that's going to shoot a deer at 100 yards, uh, your ammunition selection and choices and cost for a 270 or a 243 or a 308 is going to be much more, mm -hmm. much more easier to find and, and okay. more cost efficient with your other popular rounds. You start getting them some of these other higher end uh, calibers like the Creedmoor and all that kind of stuff. It's harder to find yep, a bullet sure is. unless you got somebody yeah. to load it, you know? Okay. All right. Are you looking yeah, to buy a, a, a new gun? Um, I mean, I'm not opposed to to buying something used, you know, but... Um, you might want to look at some of the, the, the pawn shops. It doesn't I, hurt... My first rifle I bought. One right now. <laughs> I went. I went. Just pulled up. I, okay. I I went to a pawn shop. My first deer rifle was a Remington 700, and we still have that 270. Mm -hmm. And I gave it yeah. to my son in the last last few years. He uses it all the time. I'll okay. give you a quick recommendation because uh, Victor is a great friend of mine, and and Victor owns Wild West Guns and Gold on Lane Lane Avenue. 
Uh-huh. And he has a great, great selection of new, but then he also has uh, some used guns that he comes across. There you go. And, uh, and, and okay. him and his guys are awesome. So, uh, just, just a thought for you there. Okay. Yeah. If I, uh, if I dare to drive into Jacksonville, I'll, uh, I'll keep that in mind. I, you know, try to stay out of there except for going to work, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't want to cross that bridge. <laughs> Not at all. Sir. Yeah. No, no. Uh, Coming from the north, but you know, yeah. either way, there's you know, but uh, yeah, I appreciate it, guys. All right, and, um, all right yeah, you guys have good, a good one. Good luck, Kurt. Yeah, that's uh, right. I, I think that, that's a great question when it comes to calibers because I can tell you this, and you guys, mm-hmm. you know, we all hunt with different kind of guns. Yes, you know, yeah. we have yep. different manufacturers, we have different calibers, um, and like, and we all have many to pick from. I think as each, you know, each of us in our own gun, ca- our own gun cabinets. And if I had to pick one round, you know, Scott Parker loads a lot of my rounds. Right. And so I'm very fortunate that he does that because he is a genius when it comes to the accuracy of rifles and loading rounds. And and so I kind of derive some of the benefit of, of his study and all that stuff. But if I had to do, go about it on my own, I would absolutely choose a 308. Just because you can find a lot of different, and this is just my opinion, and because you know when it comes to, to guns, you know how that is, man. Oh, yeah, Everybody's dude, got yeah, an opinion. You can open a very up strong. can of worms. Uh, absolutely, you can open up yeah. a can of worms. But I'm a huge fan of the 308 for deer, and the big reason why is that every gun likes a certain bullet. When I say mm-hmm. a certain bullet, it you can take 20 different manufacturer slash uh, bullet combinations and every gun likes something a lot. In other words, it gets more accurate with one particular round or powder or or bullet weight. And with the 308, there's a lot of a lot of options to choose from when it comes to the guns themselves, the manufacturer of the guns, and then also options when it comes to choosing bullets. And you can find a bullet that will shoot incredibly accurate with every different 308 that you can actually buy yes just my thought no that's a good tip i you know i would i would agree and the other thing is too i i know that one place real quick kirk 270 would be my second option for i mean that's that's second most popular yeah i love it i love the 270 270 that i shoot i mean uh, you know again um and you got to shoot them I know that you've helped me before sighting Kyle's 260. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. That Appreciate that. Remington, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that little thing kicks <gasps> like a, a mule. mule. That little Model 7 yeah, yeah. youth thanks, model. Thanks for the help. My shoulder still hurts, Logs. <laughs> Thinking about it. <laughs> oh, Anybody. Lee. But you got to – I really think you got to take it out to a range and shoot it. If you get that opportunity and they let you do it, mm-hmm. you know, it would be the perfect scenario. Yep. I agree. All right, folks, if you're in the market for a Cadillac, only one place to go, and that's Claude Nolan Cadillac. And also, just like I did last week, I made an appointment, took my truck in there, and I had a little recall action, and they, they took care of it. Um, their, their service department is second to none. If you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, go on or tell them what you're looking for. They might not have it on a lot. Give them a couple weeks, and they'll find exactly what you want at the exact price at Claude Nolan Cadillac, located on Southside Boulevard, just north of JTB. We'll be right back with a Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. So if you're around St. Augustine sometime this weekend, uh, 
took the, the Moe's Southwest Grill, which is like right across from Home Depot. Go in there and get like your favorite or Chris's favorite, the Home Wrecker. Oh yeah, love that. <laughs> the Home Wrecker. The Home Wrecker. It's huge. <laughs> Dinner for three. <laughs> Welcome to Moe's. Yeah. Or you know you can call Captain Scott Shank at six six nine ninety nine forty and get some gift certificates. <laughs> <laughs> For that special someone. Yeah. There you go. That's right. There you go. <laughs> great, great, great folks. Low Southwest Grill. Enjoy that store. Hey, folks, the conversation we had a few minutes ago, too, about venting the fish on our ring power tip. Uh, uh, Tara just helped me out a little bit because I was having a little studio problem here. She did post a, a venting fish YouTube video that shows you how to vent not just saltwater fish, but freshwater fish, and it's very informative. So Cool. Take a look at that. That'll help you when you're out there trying to catch those big monsters. So when you, when uh, let's just say you're snapper fishing, and 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 you're in sixty feet of water, right? Is there is there a, a a time when you notice that this fish needs to be vented and this one doesn't? Well, you got to remember that every every. Th- 33 feet is an atmosphere, which right. is, I think, 14.6 pounds per square inch. Mm-hmm. So when you double that and you go into 60 feet of water, you're talking about two atmospheres of pressure on that fish. And when you bring them up off the bottom, you're going to see them start to bloat. Mm-hmm. It's worse when you're in three atmospheres than it is in two. Right. Anything under 70 feet, I don't see the biotrauma very much in the fish. Right. I really don't. Especially in the, you know, like if you get a smaller snapper, they're so frisky. They're right. bouncing around like a brim in your yeah, hand. Yeah, if you just put them in the water, they go straight to the bottom. Right. Like a missile. I agree. Now, the bigger ones, you're going to notice that. And you've got to pull out your descending rod yeah. and use that to get it down. And yes. a lot of times, I will go ahead and take and, the – And vent. And, yeah. I've yep. got a venting needle, needle I keep I in the boat. I've got two of them, yeah, and, 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 and I use them. So what we're, we're talking about, folks, is that if, if, the, if, the, if the snapper or, you know, a black drum or – Redfish, if they come up and they and they and they still look kind of skinny, right? Okay, then then they're, they're most of the time they're okay. You know, you don't need to stick a venting tool in them, but you can see that belly. It's it's it'll be hard as rock, and it'll it'll just be all and that's just that's gas basically. It is, and a, a lot and, of times you, too, if you take that fish, like I'll take that, like we had those big drum the other day. I'll, I'll I handle them very gently. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yep. I try not to to traumatize the fish too much. You pull them up, and what you do is you take their pectoral fins, which are the side fins on the side of the fish, and you lay that fin down, and about two inches behind that fin, almost even with it, is where the bladder of a fish is. Mm-hmm. And if you take that needle and slip it between their their scales and slide it in real slow, you'll hear it. It sounds like a soda can when it goes yep, off. Exactly. It just goes pshh. And I push down real gently, and a lot of times it'll come, at that point, they'll come out of their butts and that little hole. And you just push it down till all the air comes out like a balloon, mm-hmm. and you'll feel the fish. It's almost like they're they're relieved. Yeah, you feel they've them. lost yeah. the gas. They start kicking a little bit more. Right, they get a little more frisky, and you put them down in the water, and they'll start jerking their heads. Mm-hmm. And I always watch for the dorsal fin to start popping up when that dorsal fin on that fish starts coming up and staying up. It's a little feel, perky, right? Yeah, yeah you feel Jeff. Them better. Exactly. You feel them getting a little kick in their tail, and you just kind of grab them by the base of the tail and wiggle them back and forth. Well, yeah. I feel the same way. And yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, especially around your birthday. You relieve yeah. you relieve gas out of me. I'm I'm gonna start yeah, I'm, feeling I'm, better I'm, myself. I'm a, I'm a new man. 
Oh my god! Oh gosh! Uh, I'm bringing him a birthday cake sideways. next week, so we can just don't get let get There's a lot of birthday trauma going on. There today. is a lot of birthday. Yes. Trauma. All, right, all right. So speaking of uh, gas, let's get gassy. Let's do the uh, Kirby Co Builders Ink Cooking Tip oh. of the Week. Kirby Co Builders industry leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior finishing on both commercial and residential products. Go to KirbyCoBuilders.com to learn more. Now, Captain Kirk has this recipe and uh, we trust them. And this one sounds exceptional because it has one of my favorite ingredients, which is butter. Yeah. <laughs> butter. Amen. My wife. See, that, that, should be, that should be a cooking tip just itself. I We've had bread. That, no, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Save that for me. <laughs> no. The bread? Yeah. When, when we're not here? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. When, when you're not here, we're going we're gonna to go with what kind of butter that's do you like? Pretty funny. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, this week it's called Mrs. Kate's Oven Fried Chicken, and, and Kirk, is this named after your way better half? Yeah, Kate came up with this recipe cool. years ago, and it's just so simple. I mean, you can use chicken breasts. It, it's good with fish, mm-hmm. but she takes a chicken breast and she splits it in half, so she bones it out, and then we take the chicken breast and cut it into strips, and then she'll put it in a Ziploc bag and take a mallet and just pop it a couple times till it gets a little flatter. And then all you do is you take a sleeve of Ritz crackers and put them in a Ziploc bag. And you take that mallet and just gently crush them till they're almost powder. And then add a quarter cup of Parmesan cheese, the grated kind. And then we take a stick of butter, put it in a bowl, melt it in the microwave. And all you do is you take the chicken and you dip it in the butter. You drop it in the Ziploc bag, you shake like a shake and bake, you shake it, and you put it on your sounds, copper crisper. Sounds amazing. And you throw it in the oven. It's amazing how crispy it is oh when it comes God. out. Yeah. It's so Butter good. Butter chicken. I mean, it's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. You're not frying it. It's not fried. Fantastic. So. Sign me up for that. Yes. Yeah. So we can have that the can following Saturday. Can you make that Saturday. next Saturday, too? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We're gonna start putting it in yeah. the list. We'll just have a well, let's have a buffet next week. Okay, I like it. Yes, well, yes, well, I concur. That would, that would be a that. What would that be considered? You know, it's like the surf and turf, right? I yeah. mean, that would be that the would chicken be version surf of surf and, and turf. turf. Yeah, there that's, you go. That's true. Yeah, I can tell you right now, <clears throat> it's not happening. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll bring wow. in the stuffed shrimp. Uh, wow. You can try the chicken and bring it in. How about you just that? Can we right do the chicken the following right there, week? Yeah. Well, we'll see. That's a lot. That's a lot of preparation before I get up in the <laughs> morning. And yeah, that's true. You know. <laughs> yeah. That it's, does look really good though, because it's uh, unreal. You know, it's, like, it's one of like the greatest secrets in all of barbecue, and it's butter. Mm-hmm. Well, when you know, people do good barbecue. They add butter at the end. When you take the fillets and you dip it in there, what you're doing is you're shaking the excess off. So there's not a ton of it on there. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're frying it, so you're l- reducing wait, wait, the wait. amount who, of cholesterol. Who said to shake the excess butter off? That I, was I, a dumb idea. Well, you got to no. do that. You no. don't want it all down in there and yeah. drip no, it all don't. in. No, you don't. No, you do. It's like no, going you down can your leave chin it on and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. i tell you what, though. It is amazing. And then you take a little parsley and at the end or a little uh, the green onions and chop it up and throw it on the top so nope. it makes it look artsy-fartsy nope. and then bang. There no, you go. Not, not doing I, it. I agree. No. I agree with I agree with Jeff on that. No. Not doing it. You Try just, it though. You'll be amazed how good it is and how simple it is. It looks really good, but I just skipped the uh, the green stuff at the end. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just put a little pat of butter yeah. right on top. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, yeah. all the garnish you yeah, need. There you, there you go. All right. So so before we take a break, I'm gonna do a weather update, Jeff. 
because okay. uh, it, it, uh, there's probably a lot of people think about going today or tomorrow, and it's always brought to you by the Bearded Pig, which we got some great pictures this week from Scotty Brown, who was in town. Yep. Oh, yeah. And uh, boys were getting their grub on. Yeah, yeah. They, were, they, 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 they did that one day, and I think they did NG subs the, the next day or vice versa. I so went in there one day this week. Rounds. You did? Yes, yeah, Steve and Brad and I went in there and had a little meeting this week, and Sat down and I had a brisket sandwich, which was delicious, oh, by the way. Oh, that's the and bad. some of those jalapeno poppers. Uh-huh. Oh my god, those are good. I could just make a meal out of those things. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Uh, today, Southwest ten to fifteen, three to four. Um, there, the one good thing is, is they're not calling for any showers. Um, tomorrow, North Winds ten to fifteen, three to four. A slight chance of showers in the morning. Monday east winds ten to fifteen, three to four. It's, so it's you know, and I don't I don't like these forecasts for anybody trying to I hate get that offshore. East wind. Yeah, I, I do too. Tuesday southeast ten to fifteen, typical for this time of year. Wednesday south winds ten to fifteen, three to five. Showers likely and a slight chance of, of thunderstorms. So, I, I it, it's a it's been so damn windy, Jeff. You know, I mean trying to trying to do trips and it's like we always said, if, if it's a, if it's an east or a west wind. Most of the time, you're okay. You can find some place, not necessarily to get out of the wind, but at mm-hmm. least so you can have your customers throw down wind, right. not into the wind. But man, when it's when it's due south or due north like that, it just it, it makes it so tough to find a place to fish. Yeah. Um, anyway, tides brought to you by Angie Andy Subs. Subs to find a sub shop at the beach right there on the corner of Beach and Penman. I mean, if you want to get your grub on this weekend. Their chicken salad sub is the bomb. And Jeff, what do you like there? Oh, uh, I like the. I had the Doctor Bang Scrippy on Thursday with a giant was, order of your tremendous. favorite side dish: French fries. Oh, yep, and a yep. big old sweet. Yep. Had the French fries, oh, son. And, and I can tell you this: that a regular size Doctor Bangs with a French fry and a sweet tea, and I, I should have skipped dinner. Yeah, but I mean, you I'm didn't. just so full. Yeah, I mean, oh no, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. I, I didn't. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. But do I should have. Right, you should. <laughs> but, but we're not going to. All right, give us the tides. Uh, you had a high tide at nine thirty-six just a little while ago. So, and I think with the way the moon is full right now, I guess mm-hmm. full moon was yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's going to flood up a little bit higher, and you got a low tide at three twenty-nine. Uh, 3.43 this afternoon. It's, it's been getting out, too. And with the west wind blowing like it's yep. going to blow, it's going to get really low. And the fish might, with this weather system, they might really bite this afternoon late. Yeah, well, it's, and, it's, so, and it's warm. Yeah, be a pretty day talking about almost up to 80 degrees. Mm-hmm. Go out and fish this afternoon. Yeah, there you go. we got one more segment to go right here on the Nimdick Buick GMC Outdoors Show with Captain Kirk Waltz, Jeff Logan, and I'm Captain Kevin Favor. We'll be right back. So I, I know we were talking about uh, with Lester there about Steen Hatchie and how good the fishing is over there. If you want to make a little three-hour trip to some old Florida, but some really cool places to stay, Steen yeah. Hatchie River Club. Yeah, you gotta love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, just just uh, all you gotta do seriously is S T H R Club. It is the the first picture that comes up are these cabins that you stay in, and 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 been there, done it. Can't wait to do it again. They got a private boat ramp right there if, if you want to pull your boat. If not, they've got plenty of boats for you to rent right there, pontoon boats, whatever, fishing boats. It's 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 a great place and, and it's and it's well worth it. I've had 
numerous people in the last six months. I don't know why in the last six months, but that, that have gone over there and stayed and, and stayed with, with Jody and, and, and his wife. And they're like, man, they're great people, great place to stay. Yeah. So it's just, a, it's a cool little vacay. Taste of old Florida. It absolutely. It's a taste of old Florida. And is there anything better than having a pontoon boat to cruise in, especially to go scalloping in? No. Oh yeah. No, I mean it's it's it, like you know, your own the, personal the, dive boat. You know, it's Jeff, how, how, how much how much longer are we going to have this kind of weather? When I say this kind of weather, where it's just not blistering hot, you know? Yeah. I mean March and April. I mean it, it keeps the bugs off of you, mm-hmm. and and it's it's just a great time to be outside. You know, my, my gosh, I wish some people would have stayed inside yesterday though. Holy crap, <laughs> the river down there, the the intercoastal is Friday afternoons are. A lot of folks. Oh my gosh! A lot of folks getting out. That's yeah, for sure. There is, there is no doubt. And and then the St. Patrick's Day was this week. I guess everybody thinks oh, that's, that's right. A, I forgot all about that. Yeah, national holiday because wearing of the green. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, we're actually uh, we're we're gonna take a trip to Dublin today. Ooh, the, oh, the big the, oh. the the big city of. Yeah, very cool. What uh, what what's in Dublin? Dublin, Georgia. Piggly Wiggly. It's the no, uh, they got a dude. It's Dublin, Georgia. I mean, it's, it's they have a huge parade and oh. big, you know festival, kissing of, of the Blarney yeah. Stone. I mean, everything. Yeah, we're gonna go check it out. <laughs> That's cool. That's way cool. Yeah, they'll probably have a birthday cake there. Uh, Stop it. Might. Yeah, I'll that's, that's right. You, Kirk, and I'll eat you can one kiss my Blarney there. Stone. Mm-hmm. Oh, now we're getting testy. So it, it's um <laughs> the the. Uh, the, the little town just before uh, in, in Douglas, Georgia, after you go to uh, Broxton, they it, always have the uh, chicken liver and gizzards festival. festival. Oh, yes. excellent. Yes. Man. Excellent. Yes. You know, every year. Every year they do. Every yeah. fall. That's, oh, that's, I that's, mean, that's, that's on my calendar. And, and it is. Every it's, year. It's packed. Going to the old uh. chicken coops and they have the old fryer going. Uh, right yes, there. Talk about sir. fresh. You, you, you right there. Big. Big side. I'll, I can't. I can't believe you guys haven't seen me there. Yeah. I, oh. We saw, just, I think the picture's posted on the Facebook page. Yeah. Oh. With, with Chris wow. there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Any, of you, any of you guys seriously eat that? Chicken uh, no. gizzards? No. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. No way. I'll, I'll eat the livers. I'm not a big gizzard nope. guy. But I'm not doing it. I'll eat. Nope. I'll eat gizzards until I. Oh my god. They're good when they're fresh. So when they're fresh, uh, man. God, they're good, man. Uh, nope. I'm, no. I'm, I'm not doing it. No. <laughs> no way. My buddy Tim Carney loves him. He stops at uh, Milton's. He loves stopping at Milton's, going to the hunt camp. He'll go, man, stop at Milton's. And, man, they we got, got a big old, old thing of yeah. big old gizzards, man. I'd They're see, delicious. I just, I just can't get past the name. But, I just, I don't care how good it tastes. I ain't eating anything called a gizzard. Yeah, but yeah. but Jeff, hey, whatever, whatever you go in Indiana, okay, whatever you go to a convenience store, and uh-huh. that's that's the mainstay. It's chicken liver and gizzards. That's uh, heck yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's right. You know, wow. whenever you go to, you know, Jacksonville, Georgia, and they've got a little convenience store there. Yeah, it's it is lined with people for the fried chicken at lunchtime. It's a convenience no, store. No, it's fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying. Up, yeah. up in Indiana, it's chicken livers and gizzards. Yeah, that's man. Just so not right. <laughs> well, uh, you give you give me some uh, fried chicken thighs or, or legs, right? Or wings, right. I'm uh-huh. a dark meat guy. I mean, right. I'm I'm thrilled, but, right. but all that other stuff, no way. Come on, man, inners are good. No, uh-huh. no, 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 nope, nope. You never, I you I, haven't I, lived, Chris. You haven't lived. That's right. That's, I, I, you know I, what? I that's it. okay. I, I did that's it. With, right. I did it with Grandpa Jimmy one time, and 
and and and Carrie's like, you know, you probably shouldn't be eating that. <laughs> you know, in the convenience store. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Tastes well, good. just don't oh. go with Grandpa Jimmy because he might just leave you somewhere. Oh, that's true. That's yeah, true. yeah, yeah, yeah. You better make sure you're out of the truck before he got is. a tether on your waist. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting out of the car. Don't leave me in the middle of nowhere. That's still one of the best stories uh, it, of all time. It is time. the greatest outdoor show story ever. Yeah. By far. Uh, by far. There's, I think you it, could it, do a movie about that. We've talked about it. There's no question you could do a movie about him leaving his son in the middle of Wisconsin at 1 a.m. in the morning. What was that girl's name in the convenience store? Debbie or something? I don't remember her name. Hottie. <laughs> Little Debbie. Hottie. Hottie, hottie, hottie. Yeah, yeah. Would you like a cup of coffee and oh, a hot she, dog? Yeah, she was feeding and me a hot dog and coffee. Me. Yes, yes. <laughs> Boy, you sure are handsome. Do you always wear flip-flops uh, and shorts? Yeah, and T-shirt at 2 a.m. in the morning. Are you homeless? It gets awful lonely out here. <laughs> it's dark outside. Oh, I'm glad my. you're here. <laughs> oh, Tell goodness. me that story again about going to the bathroom. Yeah, are you sure you have a dad? <laughs> he did he'll what? never live that down no way oh my gosh again the greatest greatest outdoor show story ever and and the, the i'll never forget because i i couldn't even with a straight face the week before i called you guys because i called you from indiana yeah. and i told you i said i have the greatest outdoor show story ever next week and you're yep. like yeah whatever whatever you know and yeah. i was still even telling you that i was laughing so hard well, it's just hard and, to not be in total awe. Like, <laughs> yeah. you did what? It's so next level. You drove yeah. off and left your I kid mean, on the side of the road in the middle of freaking nowhere? Yeah. And, and then the accident? It? Yeah, and oh, on top yeah. Of to- that? And then totaled his yeah. truck on a deer? I'm sorry. I'm yeah, about to get yeah, you, but. but, the, but the- but the girl in the convenience yes. store. Yes. Oh, that's yes. If it had only been another time in another place. <laughs> Can I borrow that, your that phone? That it off because yes. she thought that God dropped yes. her a man. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And he wants to borrow my phone. He wants my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I'm about tearing up just thinking about it. Oh, um, too funny, man. Yeah. Was, anyway. That was, that was great. So anyway, um, looks like uh, weather's going to be good for turkey hunting this week, Yeah, you know, for, yep. for all yep. the guys yep. in Florida. I already got a picture from Cousin Bobby. He's got one down on the back of the truck. Does he really? Yep. Congratulations, yep. Bobby. Yep. He's he's the turkey hunting guru. I mean, he's... Nice. Yeah, that, that, that dude that dude can turkey hunt. That's that, awesome. That doesn't surprise me that he's the first to... Very Post cool. picture. Congratulations. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it, Jeff. I, I don't have any place to hunt in Florida this year, which is the first time in a long time. Every 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 place that I used to hunt has houses on it. <laughs> well, that's the way it's that's the way it's been going. It, it is. It is. Folks, as usual, the Nimnik Outdoor Show is brought to you by some fine sponsors. The Bearded Pig. Yeah, you, and, and that list is Welcome to Moe's, Southwest Grill, Steve Hatchie River Club. I like it. Angie Sub, Strike Zone, Whalen Bay Marine, Kirby Co. Builders, Tire Outlet, CNH Marine Construction, Atlantic Coast Marine, Shark Coatings, Hagen Coastal Outfitters, LV Hires Inc., Consignment Boat Sales, Coastal Equipment, Big Pen Heating and Cooling, Claude Nolan Cadillac, Stack M Storage, Ring Power and Cat Rental Store, The Bearded Pig, and of course, the Nimnick Family of Dealership Chevrolet on Cassett and Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway. Hey Jeff, y'all have fun in Dublin, Georgia. Thank you, guys. See All right, ya. buddy. See, See you. Folks, remember, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. See ya. See ya.